Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, the show is no longer governed by the edicts of the FCC, which means that probably Autumn will get things going with really filthy talk, and then we'll join in. So if you have children in the car with you or around you, uh, things are going to change at this point, or maybe not, but they could. You need to know that they could. (laughs) Nothing like waiting for the last moment. Well, it's funny, though, if you think about it. Whenever you write anything, it would have been... I always think about this. It would have been different if you would have started at a different time or... Like, I used to write articles for the Sunday paper. My friend Patrick Best had this thing called the Sunday paper, mm-hmm. and I had to write a weekly article. It was only 750 words. But you know how I'm a procrastinator. Oh, yeah. Now, some days I'd get ahead of it, and like on Monday or Tuesday, I'd start banging it out. And then other times I would start banging it out the last time, second that I could. I always felt pretty good about the, about the articles, but it always occurred to me that this would be different had I started it on at Monday at 2 rather right. than Tuesday at 3. Right. It's a bizarre kind of uh, – one way or the other, you're going to go, okay, that's good enough. I can submit it. Yeah. It works. Yeah, but it would definitely be different. It would definitely be different yeah. if I started it at a different time. Because, mm-hmm. Like with these commercials that I keep you know, kind of procrastinating about, that what's going to happen is they'll probably come out really, really good because I will sit down and I'll just – I'll go, George, I don't know what you're thinking you're going to do with your life, but – not tonight. It'll be like two hours, and I will just like bang them out. Yeah, and we'll do them, and then I'll bang out another one, and it'll be like, okay, yeah, that worked. That was fine. But it would be very, very different than if I was doing one a day over time, and then right. hey, I'm ready to go. It's it's uh, and I went just it's wondered, a weird thing when you crank stuff out like that at the last minute. If the trained, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking of like a grade school teacher or perhaps a high school teacher, a good English teacher. Like, okay, I can tell that this was done, right. you know, last night versus oh, okay, well this this was probably done on, you know, a week and a half ago, and you asked some time, actually you put some effort into it. They can sort of tell, but I think the vast majority of people can't. Well, I think that uh, the uh is it really? It might be better because you banged it out at the last minute. I find uh, that when I do those things, I trick myself into believing that too. Super duper focused. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm focused on like what are the beats, what are necessary, yeah. how does this have to work? Yeah. And you get kind of like super focused. Whereas like, well, I'll work on this in the middle of the afternoon. I don't know that one is better than the other. You don't submit it unless it's good enough mm-hmm. and gets the job done. Yeah. Um, but you just have different ways of getting there, I think. Not to get all... You can overthink stuff, too. Psychobabble and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. the whole ADD people, people with ADD, ADHD, is you know, call that hyperfocus, which is right. kind of an interesting sort of other side of the coin, right, for ADD, is where they're sort of distracted by everything all the time, like a dog, uh, you know, a squirrel. Right. But uh, but the other side of that is this ability to hyperfocus and to the exclusion of all else, you know, really get into something, you know, deep and, 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 uh, and crank dead, stuff out like that. A deadline and uh, people, uh, you know, annoyingly yelling at you yes. will focus the mind. Yeah. Like I can, I can put <laughs> yeah, it off. It does. And then, and then I just start thinking, oh, I'm going to have yeah. to start dealing with people now. I better, mm, I better mm. focus oh, and right. get this shit off well, my desk. Well, actually, that's a big you know? thing is the pain of avoidance reaches a threshold where you say, okay, now actually doing it is less painful than avoiding it. So that, yeah. that causes my the life, floodgate to open. And the, yeah, it, well, you, you know, you might My be, life is about I pain avoidance. I just, I just diagnosed you. That's what it is. It's pain <laughs> avoidance. Yes. I avoid 
and if it, if that means putting something off, mm. then I'll put it off. If yeah. it means getting this shit done right now to avoid some pain, it'll mean that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I uh, what's the? But I, I think I'm a hedonist because I think that that word has been been changed from what it meant. Uh-huh. I think hedonism now we think of debauchery or right? you know, debauchery, like you're yeah. out, you're just doing whatever, you're just following your animal instincts. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily. I could be wrong. But I think that what it really means is living your life in such a way to have the least amount of pain. Mm. The opposite of pain is pleasure, even if it's neutral. Even like the opposite of pain isn't I'm at the top of a Ferris wheel having the time of my life. The opposite of pain is can be just quite neutral. Just right. like I'm not experiencing tragedy right, right now. Right. Therefore, I'll think of it as a good thing. Help me to understand how what you just said. Uh, and that being, let's say, the way you approach work and the way you get stuff done, how that's possible and still get a movie created. Because, I mean, you... <laughs> it took me four yeah, years. Well, that's all you need to know. <laughs> but still, I mean, still, yeah, I, I would say, how do you get anything done that takes a long period of time to get done? Because... I'll you know, tell the, you how. There was nobody holding a gun to your head saying you I, had to do it. You no, did that for yourself. I announced it on... Before, oh, years you before held yourself happened, accountable to the- I did what what I made what others would say is the mistake, but I knew that the only way, way that this is going to be done right. is I'm going to tell the audience mm. that this is going to be done. Oh. And if I don't do it, I'm going to have to. Can you imagine the humiliation? Right. If I would have taken the audience uh, through one or two years of that and right. it's like, oh, that never happened. Mm. You know, and then that was a that was at a point where people were like, hey, you can't do it without your partner as far as the radio goes. I tried a couple things that hadn't really worked out yeah. and then if I would have added that on top of it you yeah. said you were going to make this movie yeah. and then, so I did that on purpose to force myself right like I, I set up the pain that had to be avoided yeah. in order to be yeah. to do something because I wanted to do it but it still took four years and uh, you know if I if I redid that movie now I could do it in six months but mm. I had no idea what I was doing when I was, while I did it and and this the, is why and you're currently not uh, you're not making any claims to become an astronaut or anything like that because it would hold yourself accountable to that yeah. and that's and you're just you don't want to even bother well now that's just about having the money right right now it is Back in the old day. <laughs> they put you in a centrifuge and stuff and if you right. threw up they like you're out of the program yeah, now yeah. it's like oh man if only now you can sit next to michael strahan Isn't and jeff bezos <laughs> go up go up into space it was never that difficult as it turned out yeah well i mean you got to get over the scary part yeah like, i guess one so. of these things is going to blow up yeah i mean one of them is going to blow up well the, we did, uh, these celebrities no i mean that's what real astronauts <laughs> yeah I'm saying this like space tourism mm. where Michael Strahan oh. and uh, right. uh, what's his face from Star Trek? William Shatner. William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. You know, these people, it's, it's working. Well, I blank. The <laughs> it's Bill. Okay. I call him Bill. Billy. Bill's, yeah, yeah, Bill Shatner. We're we close. all call him Bill. We're close. So, yeah. uh, you know, all of these kind of like celebrity trips into space, one of these things is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And. The thing that gets you in there could be the thing that gets you killed, which yeah. is, I don't know. Everybody else has done it. seems to be fine. Yeah, and then, man. like, on, you know, trip number 23. There'll be an explosion, one, and the president will say, oh, is that the one oh, with yeah. the actor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. By the way, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that he actually said that? That Ronald Reagan said, is that the one with the teacher <laughs> yeah, on it? They've done so much shit with I the know, teacher. I know. But, uh, you know, Reagan. Uh, you it's know, still Reagan, funny to think that that might have happened. He was an actor. Remember when that was a thing? Yes. Now, now people are like, the same people are like, Oprah, run. Uh, you know. <laughs> do you remember seeing something in the Atlantic magazine? I think we talked about this way back then. It was during his administration, and somebody had gotten hold of his talking notes, 
right? Some some talking points or something like that. Prompts, questions that he was supposed to be uh, using or uh, right. was for, uh, a press conference or some sort of a, a conversation with another uh, leader, head of state or something. And we were all like, wow, this guy's really lost his mind because he's got these talking points. And I think it might even be second term at that point. Right, right. And I can't help but wonder if they knew then and we'll just release the information much, 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 much later. Oh, you that know. he was starting to disintegrate? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I think that when you see uh, talking points and things like that, it's a little overdone. A president every day has there, – there's nothing wrong before you walk into a room with, uh, okay, oh. these are the thing, items that yeah. are on the agenda. This is what we yeah. want to say. This what, Because like two hours later, you're meeting with the AFL-CIO and right. you've got something else to say to them. I think the part, the thing with Biden is when he starts reading the stuff at the bottom that's supposed to be, you know, <laughs> for, office, for, him. for office people only. And move to the left now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? What, yeah, it's like stage direction. <laughs> exactly. He starts putting in, like, it was uh, interior. <laughs> was like, You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say uh, the line. That was so much funny if Tim Andrews' voice was here. But Oh, well, yeah. you know, you can't work with every all of your heroes at once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 For regular things. listeners, insert yes. Tim Andrews' voice here now. Exactly. That's it. How long do you think until we get the uh, Biden compilation falling, bumbling? That's got to be coming soon. Uh, compilation far- on YouTube, or what do you mean? Just like as far as like campaign video. Uh, I think you have to be careful with the the physical stuff. There's oh, nothing right wrong up. with falling when you're 80. It's the question is how's your mind? You can have a perfectly crisp mind mm. at 80. And physically, you know, fall. It's the worst thing that can happen to you when you get older. Um, so I think that to be careful of not getting mocking-like. But I think you can do the uh, the trailing off and the cognitive stuff because that's relevant. You know, how how fit somebody mm. is mentally is relevant to – I mean, FDR was in a wheelchair. He didn't tell anybody. But, I mean, you can be physically compromised. And still Just be president. inevitable, I, I suppose. You I think, you know, maybe those one of those third-party – Outside groups will right. do something. If I were Biden, I would not run for office. Just go ahead and finish this term out and then make a boatload of money with Life Alert. Yeah, just, just doing those commercials. <laughs> they still have the I've fallen and I can't, I can't get, get up. up. I'm president and I can't get up. Uh, I, I, uh, oh, you were going to say a boatload of money. I was going to say, you know, at his age and where he is, he who cares? need a boatload of money, exactly. Cares. I, I don't get this yeah. thing where, like, you will really have to be a greedy fuck if you're, like, 86. And you're just like, yeah, like no, we're right. going to make it. It's like, dude, yeah. you're not going to be. Yeah. First of all, you're already a billionaire or whatever. Yeah. Multimillionaire. I think at some point you have to kind of, like, you put get, your feet up and go, you know what? I'm going to enjoy the sunrise. Right. Exactly. Yeah, wait, wait, how many days do I have left on the planet? Divide that by yeah. the number of dollars that I have in the bank. Yeah. It's like, can I really spend five hundred thousand yeah. dollars per day for the rest of my life? No, I can't. You know what? Let, let it go. And even generational <laughs> wealth, Just let right? It go. Like if I got the next generation by, yes. I'm good. At, you know, that's I've already done more mm, than yeah. could have been asked for me. I don't have to yeah. worry about three generations down the line. Nope. Nope. People do. They... I know because it makes them feel immortal. Right. You know, this goes back to my theory that. Uh, Freud was not completely right. It's not the motivation is not always about sex. It's about fear of death. death. I feel yeah. I believe that that is that's why people are super kind. It's why people are super nasty. It's like as a motivator, there are some. There people are super religious. Um, sex is a symptom. 
I love that HBO series. That was a great sexism. It's um, uh, it's 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 procreation. It's evolution. It's you know, it's the continuation of the species. like we have to be tricked into, you know, sort of basing our lives around it so that the race can survive. It's like, you know, and and within all that, it's like, well, oh, cool, evolution made this fun. And pleasurable, and and that's great. But I think that people get very, get too twisted up in it, and it becomes psychosexual. And you know, there's yeah. there's people who are hating women as they have sex with women. There's people with mom issues and mm. all that. And I've always looked at it like I don't want to bring any of that into the bedroom. To me, it's like you know, small children play with cars or they're in a sandbox. Adults. Have sex. It's like wow. It's, it's playtime. Yeah. It's yeah. time to have play. I never understood the idea of getting some sort of psychological thing out <laughs> yeah. through it. Yeah. You know, it just seems bizarre to me. But I think more people have that than don't. And I can't psychoanalyze my own self, so maybe I do too. But it just seems silly to me. The I think it's there's way too much. This have we talked about this? On, this is one of those things. I know we've talked about this off here, but the idol. And oh, uh, yeah, all of you know, just like it. it's just like it's not new. It's it's there's not a, there's a new meme from the idol, which is it's uh, I don't even really want to say it. Honestly. Oh, is it is it something from the show that's yes. graphic? No, it's like a some people are calling it like the cringiest line from a show that they've ever oh. heard. He's looking at the girls' parts and he says something about how tight they are. And the oh, show, yeah. You know, no, the cringiest line, the cringiest line ever is in Twin Peaks The Return. And the bad Cooper is uh, the, the girl comes up to him and he he takes his hand and puts it, you know, in that place. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, oh, you're awfully wet or something like that. <laughs> and very much along those lines. Yeah, this, it's this, like that. Yes, exactly. It's and, a little too, like. Graphic and trying to be cool. But I just not think really. it's bizarre. That, hey, you can, in the world where we're all two clicks from gynecology, it just seems bizarre to me that you can push shows based on, yeah. hey, it has this nearly X rated sex thing. It's like, well, I can get that anywhere. Exactly. It's not the least bit interesting. But what is interesting is that this is the Von Essler Doctrine pre, oh, yeah. pre, pre show because, you know, maybe somebody's been listening for this. So what, so what, what the, the heck did I download? This? What, what, what am this? I actually listening to at this point? Because I, I went out, I found it, I downloaded it, started listening to it, and I don't remember what it is. So this is the pre show right. to the Von Essler Doctrine brought to you by the hard work labor of George Clark. Good man. He Thank is, you, Stefan. He's a good man. He's a child to me, but I have to remember he's 30, so he's a man. He's a child to me, too. Not my child. Maybe could have been. I don't know. Let's do a test. Uh, and I'm Stephen That's Pappas, entertaining. And that, uh, the entertaining guy here actually is Eric Von Hessler of the Von Hessler Doctrine. Some have said, people have remarked, people have opined I have that a, from uh, time to time I can be relatively entertaining on the radio medium. I have a bit of news. Yes. For me, are you quitting? Not makes my life easier. <laughs> it does, does I don't have to have that long conversation. <laughs> I can have a conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, and and, th- and I think people are picking up that this is kind of stilted. This does not feel the least bit natural between you and I. It's like, okay, what are they going to talk about next? I, no, I don't no. get that feeling. Oh, oh maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I'm perfectly comfortable in my skin. Do you have a problem being comfortable in your skin, oh, Stefan? Oh, here we go. Do you, yeah, uh, no, do you yeah. constantly uh, yeah. question everything that you do? It is this skin. It's that these I'm confident guys like you are the ones that uh, 
are, you know, at the edge of their bed with the light out alone, shivering, crying. <laughs> they put out such a confident, you know, thing. Mm. Whereas I think people uh, such as myself who uh, are quite vulnerable in public, I think maybe we're actually more confident inside. Like, I know I'm great. I just know that sometimes <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't get that across to others as well as I should. But I never doubt the inner, yes. freaking greatness. Well, I'm going to involved. This edge of the bed brought me to what happened last night. Actually, this is not what I was going to talk about, but this actually did happen last night. I'm on the, I woke up in the middle of the night for some reason, and as you do from time to time, and I didn't have to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. so that was weird. Yeah, and I, I noticed that the non-old uh, man related, <laughs> just was middle of the night waking. waking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a you know, dream or a nightmare or anything. I noticed that the motion detector in the backyard turned the lights on, so I ran downstairs to look out the back because I figured some deer are out there and they've been you know eating the hydrangeas. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to see if that deer's eating the hydrangeas. And it was a deer, and it was eating the hydrangea bush. And you know what? At that moment, I thought well, I could go out there and yell at him. Or right. something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure hey. what. Because uh, that's going to change it. They won't come back tomorrow. Um, yeah. Those but, aren't your hydrangea bushes. Uh, uh, Get a job. Yeah. You bum. We, we've already you know, squeezed you off your land. What are you doing eating my hydrangeas? You fucking parasite. <laughs> so, uh, but I found myself just, you know, sort of looking in awe at this, uh, this dough. Actually, it was, it was a dough just sort of nibbling on the hydrangeas and thinking, oh, that's, that's all... Very natural. It's, yeah. That's out there just doing his thing, her thing. Sorry, right, yeah. I, their thing. I have Whatever. to say their thing. I, I don't know, know how they identify. I don't want a letter. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the, yeah, or an email. I should say. I want an email. Uh, so it was. Uh, it was kind of the fun cycle and of peaceful. Life. It was a very peaceful kind of moment for me just to sort of watch that happening. Um, yeah. When you said doe, a made deer. Me think of something. A that, female deer. I was thinking of that. Yeah. Yesterday, I was putting on my shirt, and that song came into my head in my office. Uh-huh. I was changing into my monkey suit for the... Uh, did you go through the whole song, or did just a part of the song get well, stuck in your head? Because that's what happens to me. It's just like maybe a few words, and I keep going over and I over those few get, words. I, I, there's a part of that that I find to be... Because it's a very clever song. It is. But there's one part of it where they're just like, nah, fuck it. So it's do. Yes. So she's trying to do, re, mi, fa, oh, so, la, di. She's, trying to, she's yeah. trying to teach people how to yeah. sing the tonic properly. scale. All right. So they make a song about it. Yes. Doe, a deer. Yeah. A female deer. Okay. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Still actually working hard now. They yeah. haven't gotten lazy Me, yet. Uh-huh. a name I call myself. Okay, good. Fa, a long, long way to run. All right, that's a little bit of a stretch. So. I love the deconstruction. Uh, so a needle Pulling, pulling thread. thread. Yeah. This is where we get to the la, la a, note <laughs> a note to, to follow. So. so you're right. That, that's, you're right. You're just throwing your there's hands up nothing, at that point. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> you can't. You can't just take another hour. No. La. At with least the judge. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You I know, mean, it makes happen. <laughs> it's like when I always think whenever you see these uh, cleaning products and they say. Um, you know, kills ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. germs. I'm like, well, what did you just knock off for lunch? <laughs> Should I just do it twice? You were that close. <laughs> yeah, you were that, that ninety nine point nine. Sometimes it'll say ninety nine point nine nine. You get uh, four nine. Like, hey guys, it's eight o'clock. It's time to go home. Like the horn. All right, guys, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Some some ambitious <laughs> intern wants to stay a little bit longer. Hey, hey, come on. Go home. They come back after law, though, and they get back into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Law, a note to follow. Uh, 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 what's after that? T. T. 
tea, a drink with jam, jam and, and bread. bread. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to like drawing mm-hmm. whatever's. It's, uh, it's, it's examples. Good. good. Good connections. You're right. We should have known when they took fa yeah, as far like that they were things, starting yeah, to get jittery. Somebody because it's very clever at first. Yeah, doe, a deer, a female deer. I mean, it yeah. really. You don't have to say that. Yes, the picture is painted. Yes, absolutely. La, oh, a note to follow. So doe. that guy should be or gal. <laughs> It should be. It should have been fired. Who was responsible the for this? Yeah. <laughs> Who was responsible for La? Doe, a deer, a signed female at birth. <laughs> yeah, uh, things are changing. In no, the it's somehow it's not, that's not gonna. By the way, is that from the Sound of Music? It's another huge movie I've never seen. So oh, really? Like, Add that to your I've list. Never How do you seen. know the whole song? Well, that song oh, is the song. It's bigger than like, the movie. Yeah. My parents yeah. had a lot of uh, musical soundtracks. Mm. Um, you know, plays and movies. So they like the soundtracks. So yeah. I would hear these songs. Yes. And also a lot of uh, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet. I don't know why. My father was a huge... These people did make records. They yep. weren't just on talk shows. And uh, it's funny. Like, all the stuff that my parents had, it's, it was a time where you would just have different artists, a lot of them singing the same songs. Yeah, isn't that something? Like that, eight yeah. albums of like, My Funny Valentine. My version, yeah, my version yeah, of that. Yeah, like, oh, just yeah. like, and they could all release an album at the same time with pretty much the same songs. My dad was a Sam Cooke, big Sam oh, Cooke fan. Oh, Sam Cooke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, your dad had some good taste. Yeah. Um, mine was mostly uh, show Wafting tunes. through the house growing up, you know? You just don't realize you're being Love exposed those. to it till. And did you have like the uh, when when stereos were like a piece of furniture? So yes. it's like yeah, the, the TV was in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, lifted that thing up. Yep. And on the side, they have a few albums yep. here, yep. and then reach down in Big it, ass and there's speakers. the AM FM. Yeah, you know, no, we had, had to lift up side. kind of a lid actually, and uh, wow. the whole tuning well, we all device had different was in models. There. Well, that's true. And Ours then uh, the yeah, the RCA. turntable. Yes. I think yeah. It was a big. And then when the whole thing was closed, yeah, it looked like it was, a nice, lovely piece the, of furniture. Put all the uh, family photos yeah, and stuff exactly. on it. Exactly. You know, vases and stuff. Older. Yeah. 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 Fresh Which is flowers. kind of pain in the ass. You can remove all that shit when you want to listen mm. to an album. Yeah. But I wasn't really. <clears throat> I, I would look at the albums mm-hmm. more than listen to them. Yeah. I thought like uh, my parents had a lot of uh, Tom Jones stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just loved the fact that it was on Parrot Records, and it was like a little parrot. Yeah, and just watch that parrot go around and around. I was easily um, entertained. I think we as a had child. Uh, my, my mom had a lot of uh, musical soundtracks and musicals, Carousel, and yeah, uh, we had those. Like, yes, my dad was into that. But I, uh, I didn't. Well, I wasn't gay for and long. And you'll it's never just, uh, walk, walk alone. alone. Yeah, Carousel. I, my father loved that man. I. I tried to watch it once. I What's like, the premise? Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I, I never either. got far enough it's, into well, it. Well, any of those Broadway musicals yeah. don't really have much of a premise to them. It's like pretty light on story. It's all about the tunes. Yeah, like I can't. I don't. I can see myself watching Sound of Music because I know a lot of people that like it. Mm. I love West Side Story. It's the really only musical that I really, really love. Mm. Um, so I'm not really. When I was a kid, I thought, well, they're singing to each other. This is weird. People don't do that. I had a little trouble kind of getting over that whole thing. But so I could be talked in like sound of music. Yeah, I should see that. Um, but uh, I, you, I would never watch something like South Pacific. No, no. I gotta wash that man right out of my hair. I'm like, I'm not gonna listen. To What'd that you guys shit. think of uh, Les Misérables? I hated it. You hated it. I hated it. Yeah, I they were all kind of miserable. I, uh, I, uh, I saw it 
five? Yeah, five times on Whoa. Broadway. Les Miserables. Well, uh, I, I love the story. Live yeah, stage the show. Cool. Fantastic. I Although, always cry in the end. How do I like it? I'll tell you, I love it. So I'm going to go completely the opposite direction here. I think it's fantastic. Right. Musical or just uh, the story? The music, the love story, the story. straight up. Let me just say this. Great. He stole the fucking candlesticks. This is a slam dunk case. The dude needs to go to jail. I don't get Brent. the whole fucking thing. Yes. I don't get the whole thing. There's never any doubt in this story that this motherfucker stole these candlesticks yeah, or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like the whole deal is about how yeah. it's like this guy is doing his job. His job is to make sure that people don't steal candlesticks mm-hmm. in his jurisdiction. Yeah, in his jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want him to do his job, yeah. don't hire him. But he's supposed to decide that this man is good-hearted. Yeah. So he doesn't have to no, go to I'm jail. Not, I don't. I don't uh, fault him for that. I'm just saying it's a great story. It's have you ever seen the lovely. movie from the 30s? Uh, Unbelievable. Oh, no, no, I haven't. The, the version Unbelievable. From, do they yeah. sing? They do not sing. Yes. It's a classic novel. Oh. Victor Hugo. Uh, Victor Hugo, same yeah. guy who wrote Hunchback of Notre Dame. No. Count of Monte Cristo. No, no definitely not. Uh, maybe Hunch. Look at look, that was look, look uh, up, uh, Dumas oh, right, who wrote Count of Monte, Monte yes. Cristo. Um, but but uh, it's amazing, and uh, I'm I'm blanking on the actor's name that played the inspector in that movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. Same guy who played Hunchback. Russell Crowe. Blank. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting confused. All the 30s. Yeah. Victor Hugo. <laughs> While you're looking that up, I don't want to get too far off this without mentioning my favorite musical from that period of time. It was on the TV once a year. They, the way they used to do that, because it would come around like mm-hmm. once a year. Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. I got to Never say. seen it. Oh, really? No. I got it on DVD. Man. I think this shoe will fit your foot just fine. Wow. How do you know all the tunes? <laughs> we were going to, for a while, me and Greg Russ and Autumn, this was like in 2004, we decided to write a musical. Mm. And I remember the idea was it was going to happen at a department store. Mm-hmm. And we were just going to have these songs where, because to me, the worst musicals, they just they just create obstacles and thoughts and feelings that aren't real real to feel time just to feel be time able to. it's like it's like a, like a, yeah. there's the chair should i sit should i stand <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah. where i am you know kind of thing and we uh, i remember that we did write a song that was about folding up the new shirts that came in and putting them out yeah. and it's just, every song was just us singing what we were doing, mm. what our potential choices were, yes. and the ramifications of either of and, those choices. And there's a song that gives you a deep story or state of mind of a really minor character. Yeah. It's <laughs> really, yeah. not going to get I've fleshed been, out any further. I've <laughs> never been anyone's best friend. Why would that be? I love being a tailor. Why don't people gravitate? Toward me, oh, what I would do what if I, I would had a do. friend. To be the best friend of another in this world is something I would give. And just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm typing, I'm typing. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is gold. This is Victor gold. Victor Hugo did write The Hunchback of Notre Dame as Thank well. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for saying Dom instead of Dame. Ayn Rand's favorite uh, fictional author, mm. Victor Hugo. Oh, is that so? Although Ayn she disagreed with him. Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Iran loved Victor Hugo. I'm Iran? sure there are Persians that are I'm fans sure of Victor Hugo's work. <laughs> I see no reason why there wouldn't be. Why wouldn't they? Be? Um, uh, but of course, she disagreed with his politics. But uh, mm. I guess he was a liberal or something. We were talking about know. that quote from The Idol that was cringe and has yes. been memed. There's another cringy quote that has been memed. Uh, Grimes got a new tattoo, and her caption under this post 
Changed my body from the way God made it. It reflects my altered mind. Well, actually, I, I don't think that's cringe, do you? No. I it's think kind it's, of interesting. <laughs> it's going viral as far as... I think it's kind of interesting in the sense that, uh, is she saying, um, I'm not a believer? My altered mind? I don't know. I find that somewhat interesting. You know, this Grimes, I don't know. I, like, I've listened to the music a little bit. It doesn't really get me going, but she's in a weird place. She's like, uh, I think she's interesting. She's trying to be an artist. Maybe she yeah. is a great artist. I, think I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention <clears throat> enough. I think she's trying to be interesting more than she uh, actually is. Yes, hits the mark. Yeah. yeah. She recently said uh, in an interview, and I think she thought it was really going to land, she th- said, wouldn't it be better if this whole Russia and Ukraine thing were just fought out in Fortnite? And it was, mm. you, you yeah. know, it, people took it as stupid as it's, you know, it sounds. And I, I think, don't know. Why is it stupid? You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be, I'll tell you this, man. People who, um, who want peace at any level, in this world, are quite often treated as naive, mm. dumb, you know, but as if to say, no, the world is a big old bowl of shit. It always will be. And either you recognize that right. and you shit on the next one before they shit on you, mm-hmm. or you're just going to be buried. And uh, I don't think that's true. People that, that it is, I think that wouldn't it be better? It would it be, was, yeah. Wouldn't it be better? <laughs> it would be way better. There'd be no, there'd be no uh, threat of nuclear war. Where's Grimes on the candidacy? And she's not running for president. Yeah. I mean, poets are supposed to point out things that are, you know, hey, maybe you Get hadn't thought about chance. this. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Uh, yeah, everybody talk about uh, ragism, tagism, thisism, thatism, ismism up. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Yeah. They're just, they were seen as naive and stupid. Yeah. It would be yeah. cool. Maybe they were a little bit. But I, I look the at the world. fire while they were working out the rules of engagement in Fortnite yeah. would be, that'd be worth something. Maybe they just never got around to it. Well, I think we got spoiled by World War One and World War Two. We America. definitely got spoiled. I don't know, just in the sense that we, <laughs> we're still running the world in that way. Oh, but that kind of mentality. we got like eight nations with nukes now. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's, you can't do it like yeah, that. you can't strong arm everyone. After the, at the, in that whole way and, yeah. you know. We make the rules for the planet, and I just, I just there has to be some new, enlightened thinking, and and some leaders that are just you know get on the world stage and say, look, we need to be at a big table, and we need to be there all the time. We need to be talking to each other all the time, mm. and that of course behind their, each other's backs will be all kinds of skullduggery. But as the leaders of like the top ten nations, they need to be in contact at all times. They should know each other. They should. It, it's really because a group can, text. There yes, should be a group text. Yes, we we <laughs> Discord. We, we could, you know, <laughs> just be on Discord. You've got like how many nations are nuclear now that can blow up the world? Mm. It's just the whole World War II kind of idea, post World War II idea. That's why we're getting in so much trouble. Yes, you know, that's what I think. I'm not going to argue that point. Good, because you'd lose, especially if you're arguing with me. Yeah, because oh, no. I. I'm drinking a Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> gives you that gives me an advantage. advantage. Yes. That, oh, that'd be a great ad campaign. Red Bull gives you an advantage. An advantage. <laughs> or maybe I'll say- uh, <laughs> Something very uplifting about that. How about that. comes, uh, gives you 99.9% yeah. of wings. Yes. 99.99, even <laughs> 99% better. 99% of wings. I can wings. do you one better on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't do me one better. You did me one 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 hundredth. One one hundredth. One one hundredth better. Yeah. Well, yeah, listen, something like that. I have an excuse. Nine one hundredth I dropped better. out of the ninth grade. I don't know if you know that. Oh, know there's another nine. Point nine nine nine. Turn me on, dead man. <laughs>
<laughs> the Beatles reference. Yes. Well, I feel I feel like music should be coming in. <laughs> I just I don't know is. why. What did you choose that is theme appropriate? <laughs> I just oh I could just feel that we needed the music. So who sang this? Bill Jose Feliciano. Bill oh, Withers. Withers, the original. I, I yeah. get it confused with Johnny Nash, who did uh, "Sunshine of My Life." Mm. No, no. <coughs> yeah, you are the sunshine of my life. Yeah. And then there's the other guy who sang "Sunshine, Go Away" on his album. Sunshine, it's gone. This house just ain't no home. Hang on, it's, and I know, I know. Is it coming up right here? Oh, no, it's just in the middle. Oh, no, no, it's right here. 27? 30 times? Oh, he's quite a braggart. We get it. You're smart. Yeah. 99.99% You guys know what I know? That the Von Hessler Doctrine will be on from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB. You can be there or be square. Oh, that was smooth. Yeah, he's getting better. Our little, our little, our little boy is growing up. Only darkness every day. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable radio chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Hoping everybody is driving safely with all the storms around. Yes, be safe, be safe, absolutely. You know, it's interesting you say, you you open up thinking about safety and being mm-hmm. safe. I just want to open up by uh, just thanking our wonderful representatives in the media who, <laughs> and don't take my word for it, just ask Jake Tapper and Rachel Maddow. They are, um, they are our guardians. Um, they are protecting us. And I just want to say, you know, thank you very much. Cause as a 59 year old man, I do not have the ability unfiltered to just see the reality of the news of the day and then use my years of experience and intelligence level and my brain to filter that out and, uh, digest all that and come up with my own opinion uh, after all, I didn't go to the schools that Jake Tapper went to. And so it's possible for an idiot like me to uh, hear a lie and believe it's a truth and then maybe even act upon that, which would be dangerous to myself and others. And I just want to thank people like Jake Tapper, who are obviously much smarter, wiser, than I could ever be. After all, check our resumes. He went to better schools than I did. I dropped out of the ninth grade. So I just, I don't have that ability. I mean, do you think like an idiot like myself can just look at the reality of the world and work that out? I I need smart people to shepherd me. 
like a, a moron who wants to get to the top of Everest. Can't do it by myself. I need a Sherpa. Rachel Maddow, Jake Tapper, all the rest. You know, basically the reporters you find at your average Martha's Vineyard cocktail party, along with all their intelligence sources that they like to hang out with. The smart people, the guardians. Thank you, thank you so much. Because uh, when, uh, when Trump was arraigned and went through the whole process of saying not guilty 37 times and all that. Not then he went, guilty. Then he not went, guilty. <laughs> not guilty. And then he went to uh, that Cuban restaurant afterward. Um, an idiot such as myself who did not attend the schools that a Jake Tapper, I could be, befo- I could be fooled into uh, you know thinking that that man was charming or that uh, uh, anybody in the world should ever sing happy birthday to such a man. Are you following me there? I didn't go to the schools that Jake Tapper did. I'm easily duped. And Jake Tapper is so smart that he knows that. This is, and then he doesn't have to act on it. He doesn't know me or my children, but obviously he just cares that deeply about me, a stranger whom he knows not many people have his schooling and his intellect. I mean, I could look at that and go, that's pretty funny. He just got arraigned and these people are singing happy birthday. There might be a Cuban or two in the Miami area who actually likes this guy. Jake Tapper knows that's a lie. But again, I'm not giving you excuses here, but he did go to much better schools than I did. And I just want to thank him uh, listen, but Jake Tapper really wanted to let his audience know why they weren't going to go in and hear the comments that uh, this ex-president was making to uh, other people eating at a Cuban restaurant. We, uh, we do have now some of the sound, as I told you, we're not, and the audience, we're not carrying his remarks live because, frankly, he says a lot of things uh, that are not true and sometimes potentially dangerous. Oh. Oh, for heaven's sakes, there might have been people who, uh, you know, you get a guy like Donald Trump comes in there, you may be moved to dine and dash. Perhaps not even pay for the food that you, I mean, who knows? If Jake Tapper isn't a guardian uh, for us, who knows what melee could have broken out when other Americans, most of them, let's face it, almost all of them, or you should say almost none of them as well-educated as Jake Tapper, when you'd see something like that. And then I think uh, once he gave a speech later at night, Rachel Maddow over on uh, MSNBC, same thing. Thank you. I don't know what your background is. Um, Don't know as much about Rachel Maddow. Um, But let's face it, smarter than me and most people. And all you have to do is ask her. She'll tell you. And again... With doesn't have to be worried about me or my family because you know she's up here, she's making 30 million dollars for doing almost nothing every day, and she doesn't need to look out for me, but yet she makes the decision to do that. And I have to say, thank you, thank you, as the unwashed, as the unblessed, as the uh, the uh, a person who doesn't have your charms and intellect. A school, she went to a school, Stanford and Oxford. Well, there you go. I, did I go to that? No. No. Okay, obviously. She's smarter than Cal me. State. She's smarter than me, and I know that she's better than me because if I was smarter than her, I wouldn't care to guard her from the coming dangers. So she's smarter than me and uh, better angels of the nature who make her look out for someone like me. And thank you again.
we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, as we have said before in these circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization oh. to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. That's why, because she says no matter who says them, that's why um, uh, she will never let Adam Schiff on the uh, network again, because he said that he had definitive proof of uh, that Russia colluded with Trump and basically Vladimir Putin he did, he made Trump president of the United States, not the people of the United States. And uh, so that was uh, a truth. So anybody who came on, like uh, James Clapper and all these uh, so-called ex-intelligence agents that uh, that come on this show, uh, she knows and I know and you all know, they've never told a lie, not only on the air, but in their entire career. Well, Clapper, yeah, he did. Yeah, he completely lied to Congress and got away with it. Um, so again, obviously they won't be allowing any of these people on anymore and they only tell, they won't tell lies. So that's why MSNBC didn't spend four years talking about, uh, Russia collusion. Uh, also, um, none of these stations, this is why they all avoided that ghost flyer of Kiev story yeah. <laughs> when it first broke because they won't pass along lies. Apparently there was a guy who was somehow fueling his own fighter jet at the beginning of the war and taking, oh no, it turns out that never happened. He just didn't um, land. I don't watch 24-hour news, so given what Jake Tapper said and what Rachel Maddow said, I just have to assume that they didn't cover the Russia collusion thing and they never told the story about the ghost flyer of Kiev because they lies are dangerous, they said. Also, um, I read about this, but I, I have to assume that uh, they will never let Janet Yellen on again. Remember when she said that inflation was transitory? Um... I've got news for you. I did drop out of ninth grade, and you can go back to the tapes if they exist as tapes. Uh, this ninth grade dropout said immediately, that's not true. It can't be true. And so I'm going to assume that Jan Janet Yellen is smarter than me, maybe not as smart as Jake Tapper or Rachel Maddow. I mean, who is? Um, but that means that Janet Yellen knew at that time that it wasn't transitory, and that would be a lie. Like I say, I don't really watch these 24-hour news networks. I get my stuff from online. So I'm just going to assume that they never ram with the Russia collusion story, the ghost flyer of Kiev, or allow Janet Yellen to come on their airwaves. Oh, how about this one? Um, we're fighting in Ukraine to save democracy. They must not be saying that because they've already told us that lies are dangerous. Hey, we got storm delays on the set. Fact of the matter is, the America America is just a weird place full of weird people right now. <laughs> there's just there's just no uh, getting around that. And uh, so I'm gonna get off this hard news, knowing that uh, we have great guardians like uh, Jake Tapper and Rachel Maddow who will keep us protected from the events of the world. So we'll come back and do some open mics. become a petty, insignificant, weird nation. Well, you have uh, Jake Tapper and Rachel Maddow and others, you know, self-righteously explaining to their audience why they just can't. You know, they found this politician that tells lies during campaign speeches. Wow. And this is new.
It was a debate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, this is new, and uh, they're standing up and say, "Hey, this this is weird, folks. They got a politician. He's giving campaign speeches, and he's not telling the total truth. We've never seen this before, so it's it's new territory for us. I mean, we can run straight up with Biden. This guy always tells the truth, and he's motivated by good things. And so, but now we're dealing with this is, we, folks. I've been in news thirty years. We found a politician apparently tells some untruths." during a campaign, and we need to protect you. This is new in American history, a lying politician, and we need to protect you from from uh, from this politician. By the way, while they're doing that, Fox, on the other hand, in their lower third, is referring to the president as a wannabe dictator, yeah. ar- you know, arrest uh, contender. It's just, so here we are. This is how this is going to play out. And And by the way, it's going to take a very long time. There will not be... A, a courtroom and a trial and a jury for something like a year, a little less or a little more than a year is what is the timeline we're looking at. It could happen. He has a right to a trial within 70 days. I think federal law goes, but the it's going to be dragged out, dragged out. And supposedly you're dealing with classified information. So there's that whole thing where we have to make all of this stuff, uh, you know, the defendant has the right to see all the evidence against him. And they're like, well, we don't know how we, he's, he's a former president. He had, it's just, it's complete, completely ridiculous. And the way that you know, and, and you already know, and Jake Tapper would say, no way, but you know, most of the media is rooting for one side here. And, and you know that. Um, True. And then, and, and, and Exactly. That's the side they're on. Matt Al said this at the end. She said lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. No matter who says them. So we'll have Adam Schiff on tomorrow night. Who, how many times during the Russia Mueller investigation did he show up on CNN, MSNBC, and basically let the audience with a wink go, I can't tell you what I know, but what I know, because I'm on these committees, is that yes, there are smoking guns here that never showed up. $40 $40 million Mueller investigation. Um, but listen, Maddow and Tapper are smarter than the rest of us. They may be so smart that they understand that that doesn't qualify as a lie. Um, apparently, I mean, AOC, four or five years ago, said the Earth only has 12 years left. And it was, does. <laughs> and does it still have 12 years? We're just years? waiting. Have like, we you got to be patient. Okay, all right. And in Jake Tapper's defense, while this news was breaking, he did have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as his guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, so it was tough. I mean, you want to talk about truth, truth, <laughs> and nothing but the truth. Never, I mean, talk, oh, we got to have AOC on, because even if she gets something wrong, she's motivated by good. And a legal scholar. And a legal scholar. Yeah, very, she's, very up to date. She you know, it's just very. Uh, yes, she's very, very. I know all the legal things that are important right now. She's she's not a politician who's in this for power. Mm-hmm. No, there's no, only that's bad. Power is corrupts, yeah. and it's like it, yeah, it, no matter what, it's like totally you're, does absolutely. You're more powerful now than you were five years ago. Does that mean totally. you're more corrupt? Uh, (laughs) The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue... That was was five years ago or something? So, uh, (laughs) what what does that give us? Hey, (laughs) we're almost in David Bowie land. (laughs) We've got five years! Uh, Delays with a power outage. Let's just look, Eric. I never said that. Come on. (laughs) I got this at a flea market. (laughs) 
Clark's got to go. Does Clark have to wear his cheapest shirts when he's on TV? Yeah, I know it's his image and all of that, but surely you can find a nice shirt for $15. Maybe with some buttons. Why would you do that when you have a perfectly good $2 shirt? Because you're on TV. That's why. Come on. Come on. He's a radio guy. That is true. And I love him. I love him dearly. Hey, I saw that, uh, or saw, I just heard that uh, Newt Gingrich was saying that maybe Brian Kemp would jump into the presidential race. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. It's Eric. Thank you, Mark. If I didn't sound like such stereotypical hillbilly, I might give it a shot. But you know how people are. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. I the, the country is not going to take Governor Unkempt. Oh, is that your Unkempt? That's Governor your... Unkempt. Look, he doesn't clean his fingernails. I've been close to him. You haven't seen him. By the way, by the way, his mansion is overrun by chickens. He is a hillbilly. Yeah. He's got eggs everywhere. <laughs> the first shells. Oh, it come really? on. Uh, who does he think he is? Okay, never mind. Well, listen, he makes John Fetterman look like Tim Gunn. Yeah, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't, you know, we talk a lot about prejudice in this country, but the fact of the matter is that Brian Kemp has been every bit as successful or more successful than a lot of these governors that are thinking about or have gotten he into lost the All Star game into the, the MLB All Star game. Yeah, but it turned out because uh, we had the highest African American vote after that vote, and so the idea of that whole thing was another. Uh, I'm sure that Jake Tapper didn't see that as a lie. Because Jake Tapper never traffics in lies, but it turned out that that was a lie. Because if you did have a law that was Jim Crow 2.0, I'm not a statistician, but I think it would be very unlikely that in the next election you would have the highest number of African Americans voting. South I don't know. Dakota was open. Yeah. South Dakota, <laughs> and they, they, they let people get tattoos and go bowling earlier than we did. <laughs> Before we get to, oh, we got to get to the open mics. But I want to, who's this influencer? Oh, yeah, you've heard of Jalen uh, Cheney? Fat influencer? She influences she, she people to not, get fat? She is plus size. She's not fat. That's oh, wait, not, wait, what's the difference? Plus size. What is the difference? Plus size is a much nicer way of saying so it. So fat. So, <laughs> no, you can't. Don't call people fat anymore. Fat, I, to me, if I, if I think plus about size. it, it's like the excess weight that you don't need for survival. Yes. <laughs> so what? And me, I've got. I'm not Mr. Rail Thin these days. I've got some excess. Yeah, but you're not plus sized by any stretch. I'd say you're you're above average. I don't think. You mean intellectually? <laughs> For sure. I, I don't think that there's a difference between one sounds nicer. Yeah. So she, I could say that she's a fat influencer. She's telling. She's influencing people to be fat. She says, "Be fat because it's you great." You can do that. There are pe- to, for people to um, like pussyfoot around the word fat right. is silly to people who are legitimately fat. They'll say they'll tell you that. Right. Like, don't act like I'm not fat. I know I'm fat. But if you're a fat influencer, you're trying to influence other people to get fat, right? It's not necessarily <laughs> to get fat, but it's 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 to influence other fat people uh, to not to lose weight, embrace to not lose weight. Not necessarily to not lose weight. Well, if you embrace being fat, you're not going to lose weight. I mean, well, any, any it, diet. If you want to lose weight, then lose weight. Any diet or anything that you're doing to lose weight, I go home and I go. I walk four and a half miles on my treadmill. I'm obviously and you eat pickle Doritos all night. Nah, well, listen, I do the best I can. All right, <laughs> whatever least, flavor they catch. It's a wash. Marshmallow. But while I'm on the treadmill, while I'm, on, while I'm on the treadmill, right? I'm 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 fighting getting. Fatter. Anyway, this influencer's upset about what? Yeah, she's trying to get Congress to 
basically make the air, airline seats bigger. And this is what she said. She went viral well, on TikTok. Has a million, <laughs> has a million plus views, and it's gone viral. Well, it's, now. it must be legitimate if it has Everyone. a million plus views. Listen to this, guys. Let's just state facts. Plus size travelers need more space. And many people agree that plane seats are too small, even for the average size person. As a plus size traveler myself, I know how uncomfortable and unsafe it can be to squeeze into a tiny airplane seat. We are not asking for special treatment or luxury accommodations. Yeah, you are. We simply want enough space to travel comfortably and safely without fear of being discriminated against because of our size. Oh, discrimination. So what you're saying is you shouldn't have to figure out a way to fit into the world. The entire world should shape itself around your needs. <laughs> and an airplane... They, what they ought to do is they ought to keep updating these things because in a year or two, she may have added 50 pounds and the airlines need to, or should the airlines assume this is as big as it's going to get? Should we base it off of this model or should we just have fat flights? You know, we're like eight people, eight people fly from Atlanta to Los Angeles in a cargo plane or something along those lines. It's the idea of accepting the fact that, you know what, I'm overweight. That's the way that it's going to be. That's not acceptance when you say, oh, no, no, what I'm saying is you. I don't know you, but your tax money and everything. Your life should be shaped so that I'm comfortable. <laughs> that's, that's the way it should work. No, acceptance is, okay, this is the way that I am. Some things are a little more uncomfortable than for other people. It's a possibility. <laughs> but I don't know how the airlines, if they shape the seats around her now, can she write a guarantee? I'm not going to gain 50 more pounds in two years yeah. and fly? I, I think mean, it's more that she wouldn't have to pay for a second seat. Right. Or well, a third why, seat. Well, if you're big enough to take up two seats, this is why we have to pay for a second seat. Like the other person, when you don't pay for a second seat, somebody else paid for that second seat because they're taking the seat. Mm-hmm. If you're taking the seat. But my body's taking the second seat. Right. And you My have big, to wreck beautiful, <laughs> yes. soft, wonderful body. on a hot summer day, always smelling like a uh, breeze. Maybe it, guys, maybe yeah. there's a great breeze. There might be some middle. <laughs> there might be a little, Sorry. Middle, little uh, middle ground here, guys. You know, maybe the seat gets a little bit bigger, and maybe it's a little bit on her too. I'll take the bigger seat uh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> maybe a lot of people would take a bigger seat. My point is, you are going to die an unhappy person if you're in your mid thirties or something. And you think somehow you can make the world reshape itself to your needs. I'm going to tell you something you don't want to hear. That's not going to happen. If you want to find happiness, you're going to have to leave that one behind and figure out how you can use the energy of the world to help propel you toward what you eventually would like to do. The entire world is not going to reshape itself for you because it turns out you're not nearly as important as you think you are. But what is important is we have flooding delays on the south... All right, Jake Tapper would not be happy. I lied to the audience right here on the airwaves. I said we're going to do open mics. Yes. The bottom of the hour we didn't, but let's go ahead and do them now. Okay, I think I have the most important open mic of them all right here from the WSB radio app. Hey, this is Autumn Fisher from Crofton, Maryland. Just wanted to ask you guys if you knew, when you say when you're real drunk and you want to say your toe up, are you saying that you're torn up or that you are toe up as in like your toe is up because you're like flat on your back because you're so dead drunk the time is 246 it's about 76 degrees out and it's rainy it's a hell of a good question i'll go to our expert autumn fisher autumn (laughs) oh 
What do you think? What would be your response to that listener? Well, uh, first of all, I just want to thank that listener. Yes. Wow. I mean. Yeah. One of our greatest. A P1, as we say in the industry. Of, why isn't she making fun of her? Yeah. Oh, no. I couldn't, I couldn't oh, so find anything. Yeah, I'd like got, to hear the impression of We yeah. have an open mic here that hey Autumn guys, does it's it. me, Autumn Picker. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that would mean toes up would mean you're dead, right? Because that's how they, they, they put a tag on your toe. They yeah. go, yeah, I think... On that toe, like when you're, when you're done, there's a tag. It says, it's over. Just the on, end. The, on the toe. The end. Sometimes it says fin. fin well, yes, in Europe. Fin. Yeah. It'll, it'll, some of your more your artsier countries <laughs> will sure. say fin. Yes. They will. <laughs> but uh, are, that's a good question. Are they saying tore? Like, are they going, it's, it's, it's tore up. Yeah. You're yeah. tore up. Like, like meaning like, no. like you're... Actually, Autumn, I should have gone to our functional alcoholic. Yeah. It's, it's obviously tore Yamamoto. up. Yeah. Oh, he says obviously, okay. as obviously, in only Torah. a stupid person would ask the question. That's, That's exactly what I'm getting what I'm at. Implying. And uh, wow. listener Autumn Fisher for leaving what a stupid open mic that what was. What a tension. <laughs> a lot of tension behind the scenes between Autumn Fisher and Jerry Jalamoto. <laughs> I have an open mic for you. I think they're actually sexually attracted to wow. each other. A lot of times you get into the Freudian Well, he thing. used to stare at her chest all oh, the time. Oh, yes, he did. And she complained yeah, and to me. And that was our little game where I pretended like I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And he pretended like he didn't do it. She was like, <laughs> Stop it. Autumn complained to me, and I'm like, Autumn, I just got in the door at WSB. You really think I'm going to go, you know, come on, give me a break. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. I basically said, just swallow it. Wear a smile. Wow. Live with it. You said that? No, what I meant was, you know, live you with it. You said what? I said, uh, live with it. That's okay. what I said. There you go. <laughs> and I said, hey, you know, I think you two are going to become really fast friends. And you did for a long time, but apparently that's all completely broken. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's all done. They're, they're just... Uh, you moved away. That's hatred. Hatred is... I sh- had to. Hatred You're the is problem. A strong word, but uh, we're getting there. Uh, let's get back to the storm delays. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. You know, I just thought of something during that break. Just don't ask me about how my mind works. <laughs> kind of like a weird radar that misses most things but picks up little things. So there's this question out there about whether or not it was it was also there when when Trump was president as he was facing some of these things is uh, if he was president again could he pardon himself and it's it's a it's a it's a debate amongst legal scholars whether a sitting president has the ability to pardon themselves and make themselves immune to any sort of uh, trials or anything going to jail anything like that. But I have not heard anybody say this, and it just occurred to me as I was snacking. My wife uh, provided me with some sliced apples and some cherries. and I No was, meat? Uh, no meat today, because she knows I'm not into the processed meat anymore. So uh, I haven't heard anybody say this. I'm sure somebody else has. I just haven't heard it. So let's say Trump becomes president again. The more that they go in this direction, it makes me more believe that it's a possibility. It seems to me like they're either either turning him into a folk hero or the next president. I don't know which one. But let's say he's president. And you know when you go on, let's say you, uh, whenever you get anesthesia, you go under, the president temporarily transfers power to the vice president. So if all Trump would have to do is, like, say, in the first 10 days, say, I got to have this minor surgical procedure. I got to be anesthetized. Uh, temporarily turning over power to the VP while you're under the vice president, now the acting president pardons you. And by the time you wake up and get back to work, you're pardoned. Yeah. I don't think anybody could argue with that. During the transfer of power, 
you can start a war. Right. I mean, you're the president for however many hours that is. And then there'll be no argument about whether a president can do it, uh, can pardon themselves. And with him being in his 70s, it is likely that he would have to go through some ah, kind of surgery something. or procedure. Ah, even if he wanted to get a tummy tuck. Something. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind. I mean, uh, some uh, Botox or something like that. They're trying I don't to make Botox. Gotta, that look great. you got to be anesthetized. It's got to be something to yeah. push you under because that's the only reason. They don't anesthetize you for Botox, do they? I, I thought I, they had parties. No, you get shot in the face with a Injecting. It's a teensy, itsy-bitsy needle. Do you know from uh, experience? You're doing the yes, the, do. the Botox? Oh, I have. Really? Yes. Forehead. Why? Uh, you have a dream of one day not being able to show emotions when speaking to others with your <sighs> face? More like not feel emotions. Okay. <laughs> I guess uh, fake <laughs> it. the first step. <laughs> fake it till you make it. <laughs> All right, let's do this. It's English Nick with Kittle Pit. Toodle Pip! He is going to pip our toodle. He is English Nick. Oh, English yeah. Nick, how are you? I'm good now. This is starting to, this is eating into my afternoon tea now. I you know. I'm here having a cup of tea and it's like, I thought tea afternoon time. tea, being, uh, having married into an English family as I have, <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, it's four o'clock is usually when uh, my wife goes with the afternoon tea. But, uh, well, Growing up as I did in a working class family, oh. tea time is when dad gets home from a hard day on the farm. I see. You know. And so dad so has tea to put time away will be all dinner time. Will be dinner time. Put away all the cows and everything, and all the things that he had to do before he came back home. Yes. Yeah, then it's time and, yeah. for a little tea. Put your feet up, enjoy some tea, and the family. When do you get the pint? Exactly. The pint is like 8 p.m., right? Oh, okay. The pint's so we're going down the pub. That happens later. Well, right, it's different. If you're in Ireland, it's like 10 a.m. Mark's done for the day. We've had some breakfast. Let us drink ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> is, there any, uh, is there any age limit in Ireland? I get the idea like 12-year-olds just go to pubs at 11 <laughs> and just uh, drink all day long. If you've seen the movie, The Banshees of Inisherin, all the kids are drinking in that. Uh, you know, I hear it's a good it's a good one. I haven't seen it. Is it's it a good? Flick. I liked it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to see uh, all the big famous movies. That one not being one of them. It's a, that's just a, a notable movie that people say is a good movie and it's recent. Um, but uh, next on my list, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Can you believe that? I've never How seen that. How have you that. not seen that? I've oh, never seen that movie. I love it. I've never seen that Spoiler movie. Spoiler alert, they're in a boat the whole time. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I hear it's a bit of a twist. Jared. It's a head fake. <laughs> you know if John Spoiler. Candy would have lived. If John Candy would have lived, I don't know how that movie resolves itself, but if John Candy would have lived, they would have revisited that one. Of course. And it would have been boats, uh, propeller you know, what's that thing in Louisiana where you used to get across the... Uh, oh, the airboat. With the big fan. Boats, airboats, and something else. They would, have added, they would have added like some other form of transport to the end of the movie. So trains, planes, and automobiles, and the other a thing. rocket yes. or something. Oh, no, they go to outer space. Oh, yeah. yeah they, there they, you go. Elon Shuttle. Musk sends them up. Rockets. All right. Well, too bad. I haven't seen the first one, so I'll, I'll give you my review. <laughs> you know my new show on, uh, on, uh, on Tubi uh, is uh, Eric reviews 40-year-old movies. <laughs> a movie has to be at least 40 years of age. That would work as a channel. You should do that, man. All right. What do you have uh, with the uh, the Toodle Pips? I have a lady who uh, was in, he, she's in Ecuador. She was pronounced dead at the hospital. They're at her awake. Yeah. And the next thing they know, she's knocking on the inside of the coffin lid. She's still alive. <laughs> now, are they sure she's still alive? Yeah. Uh, why would I? The hey, these are the same people. Monday. Oh, come on. These are the same people that said she was dead. Why would I believe them? <laughs> why, why would I believe anything that they say? Her <laughs> son was the one who heard it. Are these, I read somewhere that, because uh, the story, I, I have heard the story in the last couple of days, 
And uh, I think was I read it? somewhere is, uh, that it said it wouldn't happen in the U.S. because of our embalming and things. Like in other countries, do they just throw your body in a casket? Just throw them in there, yeah. Down you she go? She was wrapped in sheets. Oh, wrap them in sheets. That'll do it. That'll That's what do I'm going to do. You got to wrap yourself in sheets? Yeah, and then I'll die. How are you going to know? <laughs> I'm not going to wrap myself. I never heard somebody. I never heard anybody say uh, about their death. That's what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. How do you know? You won't be there. That's what I'm going to plan for. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. You know what? I'm not planning anything having to do with my death. You're not. Yeah. Well, yeah. It just seems silly. Oh, you should. Yeah, Why? You should because just they, so that they don't have to think about it. Yeah. Right. You don't and want your family decisions. to be. And then listen. One. I'd like one my son headstone. is arguing. No, no, one son is arguing like, oh, he wants, he should cremate it. Oh, no, I think we should just bury it. No, you oh, got to no, plan I it. My fa- I only have two kids. It's not like I have, and, and they're both. They're still going to fight. No, they're not. No, they're not. They'll be like, they'll be like, yeah, 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 that's the right thing to do. Who gets the money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, I think they're both. But if I live another 10 or 15 years, they'll both be much how about wealthier the guy, than me. How about the guy who recently faked his own death? They put the funeral on, and he sh- Shows up at his own funeral. What? Oh, in a helicopter. This is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, he did up. it as like a performance art? Mm-hmm. Like a joke. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like that joke, but it says no one is going to attend your actual funeral. <laughs> but then again, you're not there. So who cares? Who? I mean, you get a little opportunity, right? You get a little opportunity to have some fun. I'm all for it. Did the people enjoy it? or? No, they were PO'd. They, they were, were mad? How did he? Do you remember how he said he died? Like it was no, it tragic? or It must have been. Like, right? He was young, probably. Uh, Ironically, my, we, we did this story there, but my girlfriend Kristen mentioned it to me this morning out of the blue that she'd read this story about mm. this guy. Yeah, usually young what, people. You know, an a-hole he was. It's usually young people who joke about death because they feel so far away from it. Yeah, I don't I, do that anymore. Yeah, you, you know how cavalier yes. you are in your 20s and you're joking about death. But I want to go the other way. As I get older, I want to make more jokes about death. I really think I want, to, I want it to be like, hey, okay, come get me. Like, I don't, I've told you this before, now if I get panic attacks. Inviting death into No, it's, I don't want it anytime soon. I don't have a death wish. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I don't want to go kick, uh, clinging to life and kicking and screaming. Like, I use now panic attacks as an opportunity to audition for death. Where I'd say, okay, how am I acting in this situation? And I'd be like, okay, all right. And, I, and during a panic attack, it's probably what brings me back is I'm like, all right, if now's the time. I become Seinfeld all of a sudden. Huh? All right. Hey, if can I say? Time, can I say? Yes. Somebody who, somebody who died two months ago. Yes. When I was, I told you this. I was at the hospital. They told me I was having a heart attack. They were getting ready to do the surgery. I'm like, I need to use the loo. I went into the toilet. I was by myself for the first time in about an hour, and I was like, Not today. This is right. not how it's going down. Yes, and you are. You're. you're you, and I'm not telling. I don't think people should just resign themselves the first sign there's death. Right. But I'm just saying. I want once the moment actually hits me. We're like, oh well, here we are. I want to smile. I don't know. I know it's just like there's nothing I could do about it. I'm like, all right. I always, hey, hello, my old friend. I knew you'd be showing up at some point. <laughs> I'm sorry about the mess. Hello, Mr. Reaper. We didn't expect you for another couple of weeks. No. We have <laughs> <laughs> we have trouble on the east. You ever been cleaning your ears with a Q-tip and it becomes unusually sensual and erotic? Like you're having sex with your head? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get like a chill? God. Yeah. That's an experience I had for the first time this afternoon. <laughs> All right, English Nick. Let's get it. Uh, let's pip another toodle. Let's toodle another pip. Well, I wanted to tell you, I found the actual article about the guy who faked his own death. He's a Belgian TikToker. He's 45. Mm. His wife and kids were in on the prank. He wanted to find out who cared about him. 
No, he, and he also wanted to get famous and go viral. <laughs> I mean, isn't it like you got to one-up yourself when mm-hmm. you're an influencer on TikTok? Yeah. It's hard to stand out, so you have to become more and more... It's almost like radio, rock radio in the 90s, you know? Like the shock jockery. It could be grossest. Just go, go up and up and up and up and up, and it becomes harder to... Uh, be noticed, but if you yeah, fake your own funeral, you're in, a bar, you're in a bar in Sandy Springs where people are doing absolutely disgusting things. Uh, yeah, that did happen. And Tim Andrews, Tim Andrews, I know you Ooh. guys. I, we don't need to know about that. Let's just let the '90s no. be. This is 2001. Let, oh well, I think it's '90s hangover. Okay, '90s hangover. All right, what do you got for the uh, the Toodle Pip stories? I've got Whoopi Goldberg. She says she wants to host the Wheel of Fortune after uh, Pat Say. Oh Jack yeah, we had his retirement. We had not talked about that yet. Pat Sajak is retiring, and the real question is: Will Vanna? For me, will Vanna retire uh, with him? Because uh, uh, Vanna White uh, has been uh, the uh, the country's uh, biggest welfare queen now for about thirty some <laughs> odd years. You. She's a national treasure. She doesn't do anything for a living. There was a time where she had to turn the actual thing to reveal the letters, and that the point's like, we're supposed to believe, oh, listen, she's magic. If she doesn't point at the letter, we could never find out what it is. Her fingers have the magic to make the letters appear. What does she do for are a her living? And Jack, are they a couple? No. No, uh, no, no. They both have their... Also, what I do like about Pat Sajak, and we'll get to Whoopi in a second, but I do like about Pat Sajak and uh, Vanna White is, in the very beginning, and people may not remember this, they both got other opportunities. Pat Sajak had his own late-night talk show oh, that went up against, and that didn't work. Vanna White did a TV movie called Venus, the Goddess of Love, or something like that, and that was terrible. And very she yarn at Michael's. Uh, well, yeah, well, they all do that kind of thing. I'm talking <laughs> I about... Bought, I bought it before, unfortunately. I'm talking about <laughs> entertainment-wise, doing shows. It's like, oh, you're so famous, you should be in movies, and you're so f- funny, you should have your own late-night show. And after they did that, they both kind of came back and go, no, you know what? Our lane is... Stay in your lane. Wheel of Fortune. Yep. We're just going to... We're going to stick to this. We're going to do it for a number of years. Um, I hate to be an ageist, being a, a, an aging American myself, but how much older than Whoopi Goldberg is Pat Sajak, I wonder? It's not as if Whoopi is... 47 years old. He's not a spring chicken, no. She did. Wasn't she the producer of that one version of Hollywood Squares that she was always the middle square on? So she does have game show experience. 67. She's 67. How old's Pat Sajak? Look him up. Because I think that when somebody retires... And 76. He re- oh, okay. Wow. All right. Wow, okay. I got nine years. She got in. nine years. I don't know. I guess uh, Whoopi would be all right as she the host. She could get off the view and do something that... Everybody would like. Uh, well, well, she's been. Uh, people seem to like her. The View. What do you think? Is you don't like her? The View. The other people don't. Like I, I'm saying that <laughs> she could get pe- back to listen, everyone liking her listen, instead of no one. There are plenty happy. of empty-headed housewives, and they need daily entertainment True. too. All right. Yeah. Tim, check your privilege. Tim wants Joy Behar to host Wheel of Fortune. Well, I think it'd be is. great if Joy took over for Vanna. Think of a Whoopi as the host. <laughs> I can't walk that far. And yeah. Joy. Could, oh God! How do I work this? Gonna have the magic fingers that point. <laughs> For revealing. Hey, English Nick, thank yes. you very much. It's back. Hey, you know what? Enjoy your afternoon tea. I will do. It's you. well deserved. Thank you very much. We're still covering issues on the South Side. See, David Byrne was uh, on 60 Minutes, did a profile of him. And I, was, I saw it on YouTube. I don't actually watch 60 Minutes, but it popped up in the YouTube algorithm and I watched it. And now that I've read the book by the drummer, of Talking Heads, basically could be summed up in, uh, that guy was never not a jerk to the rest of us. (laughs) 
it's difficult for me to take him seriously now. Yeah, because he's like, well, I'll yell these artists, oh, we're going to change the world and bring love, but you can't get along with three other people in your own damn <laughs> band. You can't figure out a way to get along. I mean, we get along, right? Oh, we have yeah. our moments. We all have our moments. We, you know, like any family, we uh, we bicker from time to time. But hopefully, somewhere down the line, you guys don't write books about just what an absolute menace I was to work with and for. Well, June 14th, 2023, mm. told me not to write about this <laughs> in the book. Or else. Us. <laughs> or else. <laughs> it's just hard. You read that book and the guy's uh, David Byrne was just a jerk to these people. You won't let me decorate the studio with MAGA stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> another thing. Uh, by the, this is, I'm sorry. I know, no. I understand where you're going. I want to say that uh, I wish, if there's one thing I wish from media coverage, I wish we could get a few more stories about Pride events and their backlash. It seems like nobody's covering these stories. Just you don't hear about it very often. Uh, oh, no, no. It's like half half of every newscast now. Target, Starbucks, this, that. I don't care. I'm really, I'm getting old enough now that I just, I don't care. Norm MacDonald, this is a totally non-political thing, but it really opened my eyes. Norm MacDonald was talking one time about how he was with his kid on a beach watching the sunset. And it was supposed to be a great moment. And in the middle of it, he realized, I don't care about sunsets. They don't do anything for me. Like, he realizes, like, he was there trying to have an experience that everybody tells him watching the sunset on a beautiful day is supposed to. And he came to the realization that I don't know about other people, but I don't give a damn about sunsets. <laughs> and it's okay. I don't have to have the same. And it's the same way with me. Like, I don't care. All of these stories. Well, it's this month, and we're doing this thing, and the oh, these people are mad because we're doing that thing because it's this month. Next month's a different thing and a different uh, event that other people are getting mad about. <laughs> Just do you think that most people don't care? Uh, well, listen, I I don't know what what does that mean. So I shouldn't bring it up. I don't know. Like, no, uh, I'm just saying that the majority of people living their lives then actually why, don't care. Then, wh then why is it like wallpaper? Because <clears throat> why the is news it everywhere? can divide people and say, <clears throat> hey, the thing that you don't totally care about but are in favor of, there are people out there that are mad about it. And isn't that horrible? And you're yeah. like, yeah, those people are horrible. Yeah. I'm better than that. You know, and just They're competing with clickbait. I get that. I get that. But after a while, aren't you just hitting the same nerve yeah, over and over and over again? Yeah, and that's why we're Nobody all cares. like, get out of here. Nobody yeah. <laughs> cares about anything anymore. Kind of like it, though. Nerve gooning. But, uh, I well, like it. Uh, nerve gooning. A, a, an nerve. arm could reach out from the sky and pluck my car out of traffic, and I would say, well, okay, what's happening here? What's next? Is there something after this? There's Is something a... I have to worry about? I don't know. It's just, it, it's, I just, you look up, and it just doesn't stop. It's like, now it the doesn't. Starbucks thing and the whatever hey if you don't like working at starbucks i've got an idea work somewhere else no it's an entry-level <laughs> job <laughs> it's either an entry-level job or you go back to work job right there nah, we're empty nesters i'm kind of bored yeah, i'm 50 i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna go use this computer yeah, it's like you know it's like why why you expect it and, and then i see the uh and at the same time it got kind of confused with yeah i guess they're mad because starbucks Starbucks won't let them put up, you know, the pride stuff, which, you know, live your life in such a way, open your own business, and guess what? You can put up anything you want. It's kind of the way that it works. Tim, if it's no. your if it's your place, 
Then uh, the person who owns the place is the person who decides what you can display in the place. So the way that it used to work is, oh, I'm 23, I'm learning a lesson. By the time I'm 35, I want to own the place so that then I can put up anything that I want, and that pushes a dynamic other than, uh, oh, you own the place? Yeah, well, I make lattes, so I want to be able to uh, make, make decisions, basically be a quasi-manager and decide what we can decorate the place with. And then inside that stuff, there's like, I guess they're trying to unionize too. Mm-hmm. That's all in the same thing. And whenever I look at the whole Starbucks unionizing thing, I just think how sad it's become for unions. You know, this country, there used to be a lot of people in unions. It's like, well, we lost the auto workers and the factories. <laughs> Let's see if we can convince some 22 year olds in an entry level job that they need to unionize. Yeah, the latte line. <laughs> they're coming right off the college campuses. Couldn't be dumber. Let's go for that. We can get a few of those people. I can't make a latte because I am the cappuccino guy. That's right. That's right. The latte guy will be in in 10 minutes. Yes, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, we've always. It's just overall, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just becoming to the point where I can say, I'm just going to admit it. Racial issues. Don't care. Don't care. Don't think about it. Don't. Oh, Eric, you ought to be ashamed. You get both sides. You should care because people are, you know, whoa, whoa, it's a world full of injustice. Yeah. Give me some news I haven't already known my whole life. You got to make your way in this world. I think that's how that Cheers song started. Make your way in the world, world today. today. Takes everything Takes you got. Everything you got. Oh, everything is right there. Why don't you Sometimes protest you just want to get drunk with your, pro- your friends. <laughs> protest with all your problems. I don't think about race. I I, I just don't. I just don't think about it. And like Norm, and that's the problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Norm McDonald looking at the sunset, coming to terms with the fact that I don't get anything out of this. <laughs> it just it doesn't do anything for me, and I'm not weird. It's just my my position. And there's enough people talking about it. That's what I think. It's like it's like people that do a lot of charity work. It's like yeah, those are the people that are doing that. Oh, now now you're looking for an excuse to be lazy. It sounds to me like you don't want to help anybody, and it's I don't know more that. Like I don't I, know that, that I, was, not a I didn't say I don't want to help anybody anyway. I'm not saying that time. either. I'm just saying there are people that it's it's their calling. They are yes. driven to do these certain things, and just because I am not doesn't mean that I don't a support it, b believe in it, yeah. or. See, care about it. I agree. As long as somebody else is feeding the homeless, (laughs) it gives me. They're fed. They're fed, and I can. uh, I can. uh, (laughs) I can eat. I can can get high and watch online pornography for the next (laughs) 17 hours. To Autumn's point, I tell you where the pressure comes from. It's seeing your friends posting about it online. They're like, look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. That's total BS. Well, that's the whole country is uh, total BS. We are a petty, insignificant people now. We're just weird. America is just very, very, very weird. So try to have fun with it. That's what I say. They do have issues on the north side. Got home last night. My wife was watching a reality show about ballroom dancing. These women that are on this show are certifiably insane. <laughs> These uh, middle-aged women, most of them I, I've sussed out. They have like like really rich husbands or something. <laughs> and so they d- dedicate their lives to ballroom dancing contest. And they're just nuts. You just look at this thing. At some point, these reality shows, I just think, I don't know. Is this just exploitation? These people are nuts. We just find nutty people with nutty hobbies. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, we all know Leone's the best, and nobody's gonna beat her. You know, so I mean, I don't, I don't. It's just, it's just quite a. You see these women, and they put on these outfits, and they have their hair sculpted to their head. That's a big thing in this reality show. But that's a that's a big thing in ballroom dancing. Why? I don't know. It doesn't look good. I know it's weird. It's they, just it's, weird. Yeah, it's not for it's, you, it's, Eric. It's some no. ballroom thing. It's um. <laughs> And uh, and of course they have to have like you know dancing queens is that the dancing name of the queens show? that's yeah. what it's called on Bravo. Have you ever seen this, Autumn? No, because it doesn't have anybody I know in it. Oh, you have to have franchised off things like you need somebody to branch off of Vanderpump Rules or something, Ooh. and you'll follow. Oh, I'll follow this uh, marginally interesting waiter. He's going to go get his own <laughs> yeah, show. Sure. <laughs> gonna, you, know, you know, it's funny. It surprised me. He ended up having sex with a lot of people, and then they talked about it. Very, very, very interesting. Now, there wasn't a lot of sex. As a matter of fact, there was no sex in the, uh, in the ballroom dancing. Was it Dancing Queens? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that this is a show and that you mentioned that it's older ladies because the richest woman I've ever met, who used to be like the VP of HBO in the 80s, yeah. So you know she was like an important person. Mm-hmm. She took these ballroom dancing lessons and we watched videos of her in this like competition, <laughs> you know, where she was like with this hot guy and he yeah. did a lot of moves around her while she like shimmied. Yeah, you know? why? And I was saying to my wife, I, as a hobby, I get like if you just want to, if you enjoy ballroom dancing and you go and maybe there's not a lot of that, so maybe it's almost like kind of clubs that get together and enjoy, yeah. you know, like if you were into square dancing or something. I don't get the competitive, the need to compete when you're 45. It's like, I got to go around the country competing. And they all have these uh, dance instructors, so it's all women, and they have these men who appear all to be from like Eastern Europe somewhere. Like, I don't know if there's, like, ballroom dancing is not big in the West, maybe. Like, all all of the all the instructors that they dance with are all, like, you know, like, uh, like, no-ho Hank from Barry. You know, it's like... <laughs> so it's maybe a, we dance it's a It's a bizarre show full of insane women. But that covers about half of what's on television today, doesn't it? This is, doesn't tell you Sounds too much. Sounds like you're hooked. And this one, they dance. You like it. I That's can tell. the difference. Oh, yeah, you can tell. Fan for <laughs> life. Uh, is he flying? Because, yeah, oh, the flying. weather has broken our Doug Turnbull. Flying over the North... Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. The producer and lead researcher of this here show, Jared Yamamoto, is really, really wants... He's like, hey, there's a guy in the open mic. He hates you. <laughs> I really want to play this. Yeah. So, uh, okay, fine. Go ahead. Let me be the first one to give you some hate mail. Okay, I'm the Stop first one. Stop for a one. second. How does he know he's the first one? Because I know that I'm the first one to give you do, some hate mail. Do we do we consider open mics mail now? I don't hate know. Hate mail. You, you don't have the... to put a stamp on it. But... <laughs> you left this in the 4 o'clock hour. Let me be the first one to give you some hate mail. All right, sir. Okay, yeah. I'm the first one. <laughs> okay, we got that I'm down. Just, I don't know about you anymore, Eric. Yep, that's I, it? I don't know nothing about you no more, Eric. Uh, Is that where it ends? That's where it ends. Let's go one more time and give it an okay. Let me be the first one to give you some hate mail. Okay, I'm the first one. I just I don't know about you anymore, Eric. Well, hey, you know what? Honestly, uh, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, what do I know about you? I know nothing about you. I'm a I, nice person. How do I know that? I've never met you. I as used far to as like I know. you. Well, I have no idea. You don't know about me. 
I don't know about you. I know plenty about you, Where but you? I don't know about you. You said you don't know about well, me. Well, now I knew about you, but you changed. <laughs> well, you didn't say I changed. You but said that's, I, I'm inferring from uh, my message. That, that's you would what be implying. I, I would be inferring. I don't care. <laughs> Let's do this. It's time for Wellness Wednesday with Dr. Joe. Uh, Joe lost another one. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not. Hey, listen. We're not concerned with that. That has to do with you and your licensing. That's right. Yeah. When so we're here. <laughs> we're just giving people some wellness hacks. That right? wasn't that listener that we just had, right? That just, no, uh, no. You are still with us, right? You still you still, still with us? What? Huh? I ain't with you. I, Why, Doctor Joe? I, I I don't know about you. No I more. don't know about you. <laughs> he didn't say no more. He said I don't know about I you. I know about you, Doctor Joe. What do you want to know? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You don't okay. know anything. I make up my own story. Well, why does that guy assume I know about him? I, 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 I have don't no idea about him. Know. Well, why would I care? I like Jared. All right. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I like you, too. Man, that nightcap was a hell of a show. You like that 11 p.m. on Saturday. Yep. What about uh, Tim Andrews' popcast? I know like- about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get some wellness stories for right. Dr. Joe. This was uh, written by Miss Haley Weiss over at Time Magazine. Alcohol might improve heart health by reducing your stress, guys. Might. Keyword nice. headline might. Alcohol. What if I'm stressed about my alcoholism? <gasps> then you might <laughs> have high blood pressure. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, seemed a couple weeks ago, I read something alcohol. Every two weeks, it's either good for you or it's bad for you. Yes. My sense is probably moderation in all things is the rule that should apply here. But you're not moderate. You're I'm an not, extremist, extremist. Damn when right. it comes to clean living. I am. You are extremely boring as a human being. Yes. But you will be able to live that extremely boring life longer than the rest of us because that you've yes. been... That's why I'm befriending well, Jared, because he's so much younger than us. So I, ha- I need younger friends. I know, because we're all going to die. You believe me, right. So what, if gotta- you get, what if you live your life this way... <laughs> And it's all, you know, and then you get hit by a bus. Uh, a McDonald's truck, I'm uh, thinking. Something like yes. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be really ironic. <laughs> a giant piece of meat will fall yeah, out yeah. of the sky. <laughs> so is... A tomahawk uh, steak. Why might yeah. this be true? Well, that's the funny part of this article. It's, uh, you know, it can incre- increase risk of cancer, neurological aging, uh, diabetes, heart, everything else. But because you're drunk yeah. and relaxed, your heart beats slower. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's saying it might help. But I'm thinking, okay, so you increase your risk of all these other diseases and reduce the risk of one. And don't even think of diseases. Uh, like for me, the only time you'll ever see me uh, twirling a loaded revolver around <laughs> is when I'm drunk. That's the best time. That's, yeah, that's the most fun. <laughs> so, so drinking can lead to just certain behaviors. I ain't loaded. Uh, huh? I don't think it's loaded. Uh, it's I don't like, know about it. I don't know, I don't about-, know about your gun, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> So anytime you see alcohol good, alcohol bad, it's just a crap it's story. Bad. It's bad. There's nothing good about oh, it. Oh, no. Come on. Good. What, what about that? What, what, come, come on, on Dr. Joe. Uh-oh. Sometimes women you. think you're attractive for well, long enough. That's true, too, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sometimes women couldn't put up with you for... <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's certainly upsides. I like being mildly inebriated. I mean, I don't by mildly inebriated, I don't want it to go away in 12 minutes. I want like a three-hour mild inebriation, buzz. like a buzz. Buzz, okay. I don't want to get out of my mind. I don't want to go talk. I don't want to go talk to the shadow people with Joe Rogan. I don't want to be freaked <laughs> out. I don't need anything like that. But a nice little, uh, little champagne high is—it's fun. Well, yeah, it's fun. I tie one on. I, I don't know. Not for me. When's the last time you were drunk? I was uh, 28 years old. How old are you now? 50, uh, 62. How old am I? 62. Yeah. Wow. 
Yes, I had. You've a glass not of champagne. been drunk. What do you do on New Year's Eve? Are you clamato? Clam- I make clam- fun of everybody else. Clamato. I don't eat fish. I want to make this as bad. No shellfish. As disgusting as I can. A Fleming tomato Any, juice. Anybody yeah. who drinks any drink that uh, is appropriate to put pepper in. Get out of here. Oh, come on. A Bloody Mary? Never had one in my life. Oh, they're horrible. Really? They're Heart delicious. Gird. Heartburn in a glass. It's no, be it's gird. not. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. that gird high. Gird juice. If you go to some restaurants, make it a point to put like your entire breakfast in oh, the Bloody Mary. It's those so are t- those are those so are awful stupid. So good. No, you guys are it's stupid. Like, no, the, no. The, garnish, <laughs> the garnish on the Bloody Mary is like three hamburgers, a hot dog, yeah. you know, a piece of sausage, a pickle. My mother, I think airplane. used to, I think that, <laughs> was, that, was that a thing that you would drink like the next day? Like yeah, yeah. Yes. In the hangovers. 70s, my mother, and I just have this image of, my mother went through a period uh, before being institutionalized for a brief amount of time, <laughs> she went through a period where she sat in a terry cloth uh, robe uh, on the recliner in the living room with the all the curtains drawn uh, for a very long time. And she would have, uh, and I would it would be like a like a, a yellow plastic cup with ice and the bloody mary in it and the yeah. ice going around mm-hmm. and i i and pepper on top yeah and that's not an altogether a pleasant memory for oh, me so that's why yeah. I can well, imagine. and also i don't like, like to mommy tr- can we have food <laughs> Shut up. i don't want to i don't want to drink tomatoes i don't find that to be who would want to drink I tomatoes? Like it's, so savory, good. it's good for your prostate it's a savory boozy drink what with the booze prostate. in it if it's good for my prostate, I'll get a little on my finger and... Hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't need to... <laughs> Spice things up back not there sure a little bit. they've done research on that uh, application. Yeah, but no, how? That's not good. Did you not say that's wellness? I don't think I've ever seen that application. It, would improve, it, might, it might improve um, circulation in a lot of ways. Yeah, in some ways. Uh-huh. Bloody yeah. hairy. Capsaicin. <laughs> Bloody hairy. <laughs> You have to turn it around. <laughs> Hair of the dingleberry. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's another wellness Wednesday story? All right, I've got a UGA study. Go dogs. Uh, people who work with AI are more likely to be lonely, suffer from insomnia, and booze after work. Wow. <laughs> Isn't wow. that also just like waiters and waitresses? Yeah, but yes. they're not working with... Yes. They're social, though. They go out after work, waiters yeah. and waitresses. I think it's Complain. way too soon to have studies telling us with people who work in AI. There yeah. are very are you few people. the University of Georgia? Kirby uh, Smart? You can question him? Uh, hey, Kirby, I don't know. I'm not questioning the sports department, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you're, uh, you know, we're on the radio. That's a very funny face you're, you're pulling for a Kirby Smart. Well, that's but. me trying to remember what he sounds chopping like. Wood, <laughs> chopping wood, Come on, chopping chop wood, chopping wood. No, I chop wood in a virtual there world. Go. Now, when I'm in a virtual world and I'm chopping wood, well, that's the, that's the thing. And then, then I get lonely. What's going on here? <laughs> my, my, my doctrinaires are are becoming impression am, amnesiacs. They're, Autumn forgets these great... I forgot she, Dolly the other day. Yeah, Marianne Williamson, you had a great impression of the, when she was running for president last what time around. Did her tiny little 
little bit. Oh, it was fantastic, though. She told <laughs> Joe Biden something, and you, and now you're forgetting Kirby no, I Smart. Remember it eventually. You know what? Hey, that's uh, hey, wood. That's like a young Bill Clinton. We got to get out there, and we got to chop wood, and that's what it's all about. I was just wondering about what you're talking about. This is why that this open micer is unhappy with us, is because we're forgetting all the impressions on the show. Let me be the first one to give you some hate mail. All right, sir. Okay, I'm the first one. I don't know about you anymore, Eric. Let me get my teeth out of this glass. It's like a hate mail deli. He gets like a number. All right, take a number. Sit down. I made the first one day by hate mail. Number one. We have new trouble. All right, to jog your memory, we have some Kirby Smart here for you. One plus one equals three in our system. One plus one equals three in our system. There we go. It's getting better. How's your RFK Jr. coming along? I'm working on it. I saw a headline, I was Googling, came across this headline. 14 things you should know about Modelo. Is that even possible? Is that there's 14 things that I should know? There may be 14 things that I could know. 14 things I might want to know. 14 things you should know. You have to know these things. Otherwise... You're just going to walk around ignorant. Okay. Is number one, it's owned by the same company that owns Bud Light? Well, that's the whole thing, yeah. Well, they, that company owns everything, okay? Yeah. InBev? Mm-hmm. I ain't drinking Bud Light anymore. Good luck. <laughs> same company owns like every other beer. That's what I'm saying. Drink local. If it were the 90s, oh. I'd brew my own. Yeah. Get that pack at the Home Depot. That never got opened. Yeah, <laughs> you threw <absolutely>. away. <laughs> Like, everybody was a home brewer. Mm, yeah. I had some friends who did it, and I saw what a pain in the ass it was. I was like, look at this straight. I can still just walk down the street to the store and just, like, this stuff is already made. Yeah, made. but this three-week commitment is beers, fun. Beers from around the world. Yeah. I can get, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go that route. Yeah, I make my own wine. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> There's plenty of it out there. <laughs> All right, what else do we have for Wellness Wednesday and right. Dr. Joe? This is from Nature.com. Sarah Reardon writes this article. Uh, new mice studies suggest that drugs from LSD to ecstasy could renew the brain's flexibility. Okay, first of all, are our, <laughs> our, our mice and our uh, rats, is there a drug problem? Is this, Are they finding mice and rats that ha- are taking these it's drugs? Or are they it, actually giving them these drugs? They're giving it it's, to them, yeah. It's not. more like they're narrow-minded rats. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so yeah. they're like, you guys got to loosen up. Turn <laughs> <laughs> turn in, drop out. <laughs> we now have rodent addicts. Yes. That's how far we've fallen in this country. And we research them, and then we give them more drugs. Well, of course, the dinosaurs, uh, when the dinosaurs were around, the mice and the rats, they were underground. Right. And then when the big rock came, knocked out the dinosaurs, then the mice and the rats came up, and then they evolved, and they're just like us. So if we want to study what's going to happen to us, we do it through the mice and the rats. What do you think of this? That's uh, Well, that's what they're... It, it, it makes the brain use oxytocin more efficiently, so it makes them happier. That's what I got out of this study. Yeah, but what about that whole thing where your joints feel metallic for two days after you're done? That doesn't... Huh? I mean, I've, I've heard. Strict, I've heard. Strict nine, bro. Andrews told me. Yeah. I, some people told me. All right, we're staying with problems. Dr. Joe, tell people how they can get more Dr. Joe. Sunday nights right here, 7 to 9. I'm live. And if you have any health questions uh, or want to make an appointment, go to my website, drjoedrjoe.com. Thank you, Dr. Joe. There's a headline from the Washington Post. Young people are flocking to astrology. (laughs) 
All right, young people, you can flock to astrology all you want, but if you flock to astrology, you can no longer look at me and tell me that you follow the science. The only thing wrong with uh, this Washington Post headline, young people are flocking to astrology. If you're one of these young people, the only problem with flocking to astrology It's a little thing. It's a little problem, and that problem is this. The position of the planets, moons, and stars (laughs) the moment you were born has absolutely nothing to do with you or the trajectory of your life. Aside from that, astrology is cool. (laughs) Spoken like a true Gemini. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I have had the experience years ago of being lectured to by a younger person about the climate, I believe that it was, and uh, just on and on and on, and and how I'm not, I'm somehow anti-science or something like that. And after I deal with this, later in the same party, I hear her in in another conversation saying, uh, well, I'm a Virgo, and you know, with Virgos, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've given up your rights and abilities to present yourself to the world as science lady who follows the science if you believe that Mars goes into retrograde. By the way, it doesn't. It never does. It never has. Things don't suddenly go backward in the sky. You're a human being. It appears to you. This is a metro, retrograde, right? Yeah, yeah. retrograde. That's why suddenly Mars starts going backward. No, the Earth caught up with it and passed it. You caveman. Mm-hmm. Well, you maybe, moron. Well, maybe your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign just don't agree with each other, which is why you don't agree I should, with I should hope they don't, because they Always shouldn't... in conflict. They shouldn't have conflicts, <laughs> because they don't have opinions. Yes. They're inanimate objects. No, but they affect you. <laughs> How do they affect me? By being, by being in, in a grade, by Hello? being in a certain place. That's why I like I mean, being a Scorpio. Astrology never even felt a need to update. It's like once science is like, no, the Earth just kept, catches up to Mars and passes it, and it just looks like it's going backward. And they go, ah, it doesn't matter. We deal with well, dumb people. Say, explain we, this then. This is dumb people. Yeah, we'll just tell them it it's going backward. Hey. <laughs> We deal with dumb people. It, it does say further on in this article. <laughs> we don't need your sign. We, we're dealing with dumb people here. It's like when you look for people are looking up to the moon <laughs> to have something to do with their mood. What can the stars yeah. tell us about the environment? What can the stars tell us about Donald Trump? He's evil. <laughs> it is funny when you look further down this Washington Post article. It says uh, more Americans know more about their zodiac sign than their actual blood type. Doesn't surprise me. I don't know my blood type. Neither do I. I don't know. Really? I don't know Autumn's blood blood type type either. You don't know mine. (laughs) (laughs) I can never remember it. I don't know my blood type. And I, and I say it's, it is bad because like, I know we should all honestly we should all have it tattooed on ourselves, which was a, a program that they tried to do in this like one city in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, you can't force people to get tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I was like a bunch of kids and I saw this would be a good idea. A bunch of Germans that flocked to Wisconsin were like papers. Uh, I don't know my own blood type, and I always think to myself: the next time I get a blood test, I'm just going to ask, "Hey, by the way, what's my blood type?" And I never do. 
I th- so it yeah, it seems like I don't know why I should know it because I think that if there if it's an emergency situation, I'm probably going to be out of it anyway, and they'll be able to figure. Will they be able to That's figure why it you out? Have it tattooed on yourself. Yeah, they can figure it out. Like quickly, very quickly. Or do they have to put it through one of those whirly birdies no, machines? Check you quickly. Yeah, they probably can do like How a little prick. You? A little they prick. Drop it. Hey. What are you hey, saying about whoa, two? We are still an FCC. <laughs> this what are you saying? Station. <laughs> I just want to know if they have to put it in one of those little whirly bird centrifuges. No, they put it on a, like a little droppy thing. And it tells them? I think so. All right, then I don't you even don't know. know what They'll figure it out. I know what I'm talking about. The last time I asked my doctor what my blood type was, it was in 2020. He goes, Vi, do you hear that story about certain blood types not getting <laughs> COVID? I said, yeah. And he goes, it's not true. Yeah, of course it's not true. <laughs> so what are the blood doctor. types? There's O positive. And O negative. O negative, And then? B positive, B negative. And then A. A positive, A negative. And oh. AB negative. And A. Yeah. I thought there was one that didn't have a plus or a minus to it. No, I think the, there's a plus That's and a negative. The J. I remember my I remember my wife's because F minus. The doctor gave me great. Uh, that was a four A. <laughs> I thought it was my blood type. It was just a grade. Yeah. for me overall <laughs> health. as a person, F minus. Yeah. Oh, I texted my mom in two thousand May third, two thousand twenty, and she told me I'm A negative. Well, there you go. Now you know more about yourself than I know about myself. Yay. Can you ask her my blood type? Maybe she knows. Sure. I'll just see if She's it's a blood whisperer. <laughs> I know that I had the wrong blood type for the type of blood type that Travis was. And then when I was pregnant, Travis, I Travis, your get... ex-husband? You should let yes, people know. Yes, my ex-husband. You think people are just following your life every moment of every yeah. year? Uh, just, <laughs> eh, you know, my Uncle Fred. You know Trey, right? <laughs> okay. Yes. So, so... what... So it's yeah, opposite of him. Yeah, my ex-husband and I. We have... We That's have... why it didn't work out. Your blood, you had conflicting blood. Yeah, you have negative. Well... I had to get this shot called Rogam that would tell my body that my baby was not a foreign body that it needed to attack. Really? Or else, yeah, or else it, my body would have been like... You said, wait till, wait till the kid's born. Mom will take care of that. Yeah, yeah let me decide when. <laughs> R- Rogan? <laughs> Rogam. Rogam. Oh. Your baby was such a Virgo. It was rejecting. Totally. That's why she's such a Taurus. She's such a... That's what. Well, Taurus is very much like Tur- Virgo. I know nothing about. You don't know astrology. what they are. Well, I know Gemini because I'm a Gemini. I know it's like twins and twins. Right. And they say, "Oh, he's got different personalities." I everybody, don't that. everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. I do believe that. Like, I am. I do seem to gravitate towards uh, Aquarius. Do you know the amazing Randy thing. You know Greg, Aquarius. Okay, that's that's called coincidence. The coincidences do happen. No, There's they eight, don't. There's almost 8 billion people on the planet. I know that it seems like maybe you've slept with most of them, but you have not. My it's a very friend. small, <laughs> it's a very small select group of people that you've associated with in your life on the whole planet. It may be a coincidence that you've dated a lot of people that were born in the same 30-day period or something. But that's nothing more than a coincidence. Well, it's not What do you think it's part of your pheromones? Gemini. I like Capricorns mm. cuz they're horny. <laughs> Who is it? And, and you're horny because you're a Scorpio. Well, the amazing Randy thing, this guy was a debunker of these things. He got like 30 people in a classroom. He had them, uh, each one was given their, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, when you Horoscope. Horoscope. And then after they all read them, he said, uh, raise your hand if you think that it related to you. Everybody in the room raised their hand, and then he revealed, you all got the same horoscope. <laughs> you want to hear yours? That's uh, a written, you know what? They're you know written what? in such a way that you can find yourself in them. Hold on. Hold on to your know what, because we have a travel advisory. Yet another movie that's really famous for a long time I've never seen is The French Connection. And... Uh, 
Now, have you seen this on a couple of streamers? Criterion, Disney Plus. They have edited out dialogue, a scene from Gene Hackman's character, Popeye Doyle. He's in a bar slapping a guy around. Uh, yeah, and he repeatedly says the N-word. And on the streaming services, they've just taken it away. So if you watch it for the first time, like I would, I would have no idea that it's not there. It's really goes that you have to get physical media now if you want to know exactly how the things that you are, you know, whether it's a book, whether it's a video, it doesn't matter because they'll just change these things. And, and then I, I think about like, because... That's part of who that character is. I don't think it's something that's applauded. It's he's kind of irredeemable. Like, yes, like he's not a good guy. No. He's a, a, you know. So, uh, but what about Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction? Is that still in there? I mean, it's just and 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 which is a setup for when his wife comes home and you go, "Wow, didn't expect that." It's in every movie. You ever see Django Unchained? Well, let's let's come on. Let's not go into the culture thing. We I'm no, I'm about, saying he, I'm talking him. about oh, he puts it in every one of his movies. I know, movies. but when white people where he says it, where yeah. he where he's doing it. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Scorsese and Taxi Driver? Yeah, that'll when be cut the, out when he's in the back seat. Yep. Um. I mean, you could argue that that scene's not; it doesn't even really provide much value. Mm-mm. Scorsese did it because the actor didn't show up that day, so he's the it's, he's the guy in the back seat, and there's somebody his wife's up with somebody, and he keeps using the N word over and over again. So, it's one thing to announce that you're doing these things, and people can argue about it, but to just do it and basically wait for people to find out. And then be selective about it. And then something like Criterion Collection, which they're supposed to have a mission, which is to preserve film history. It's just very, very strange. It won't be long now with the streaming, the Christmas story, that last scene is going to be different. When they're singing. Uh-huh. And because they did a re- they did some kind of thing for it, was a, one of those uh, live TV plays. And that final scene, the change was ridiculous. I didn't see it. It was... It was, you know, it was so far the other way. It was, I think it was Ken Jong was playing the head waiter guy or whatever guy who owned the restaurant. And uh, he has this long dissertation talking about how proud he is of his sons who are also the waiters that they're working. Uh, they uh, come from nothing and they're going to medical school and things like that. You haven't seen this? No. <laughs> I don't watch any. I was going to watch fantastic. the sequel too, but I heard that was terrible. I watched a few minutes of the sequel. With and, the original guy. With the original guy. And, but it had nothing to do with that. It's just immediately they had him go into a daydream because now mm-hmm. he's a writer uh-huh. and he was going to yeah. win like a, I don't know, Pulitzer. I don't know what. And they lift him up and they said, it's like, oh, come, he grew up. He's like, I we know. all I have those. Like, yeah, trite. You don't stay with these daydreams. It was, it's in the first five minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. But however you feel about this. If you want to really know what these movies were, if you're younger, I think you, or any of us, I think you just have to buy physical copies because whatever the political, cultural mood of the day is, they'll just edit these things. I'm still mad about Han shooting first. Why did they change that? Well, yeah, that's it wasn't Han did shoot first. <laughs> right. In the uh-huh. old ones. So I saw a clip from that where... Uh, they try to make this thing where Han Solo goes around Jabba the Hutt, who wasn't really there to begin with. Yeah, and it looks like that jib-jab clip art stuff. Yes. You know? All right, the Mad Music says, I got to shut the hell up and go the hell away.
I'm going to do that. We're going to do the podcast 30, though. How do people find that? On the Yvonne Hester Doctrine Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter pages. We'll start right at 708. And on then all tomorrow those afternoon, 4 p.m., another big radio show. You're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on your journey. Do not piss off the genie. We have to start now. I'm doing work. Write those spots. I don't. Don't you out me. One plus one equals three in our system. That's right. Just hold on a second. I just got to get something going here. Hang out with me, man. And then, you know, then I'll... uh, Maybe we Does can, anybody uh, else got something else to yeah, say? Maybe we can let the journey is part of Oh, put the pressure on me there to, to, to bring yeah, us into the podcast. Yeah, you got your own 30. shows and stuff like that. You ought to be able to. Yeah. I don't know. What do we talk about, Tim? Just uh, one more little. Go ahead. Just I'm almost Hang done. out with me, man. Come on. I'm almost done here. Uh, an open micer that we didn't get to on the radio show today, Tim. Uh, this is a, a call to you in particular. Eric Von Hassler. You know what would make everybody feel really good right now? How about a song? Maybe a new hit. Could be a number one. From Demented Dawn and the Donalds. This is Matt, Northwest Forsyth County, coming Georgia. I can't think of anything. I fought the law and the law won, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm back. I didn't hear that. How'd that go? I think it went pretty well. Is that good? Everybody enjoying that? This Tim Andrews, did Tim Andrews come through? Did Hilarious, he entertain? As usual. Very yes. good, very good. I didn't I didn't hear a moment of it. What was that all about? Uh, we played this open mic that we missed from the radio show. There's a, a call to There's make some a new- hillbilly. I heard like a hillbilly voice. Oh. Eric it- Von Hassler. No. Hassler. That would make everybody feel really good right yes. now. How about a song? Maybe a new hit. Could be a number one. From Demented Dawn and the Donalds. Well, we this have- is Matt. Northwest Forsyth County, coming Georgia. I think Matt hit something there. We have fallen down on the job. I mean, Trump is uh, all over the news. It's unprecedented, and we think, yeah, we don't no need for us. There probably is a novelty Tonight song. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak. <laughs> <laughs> That's our problem is we always write the songs that we know. Yeah, I don't know when, any good jail like, songs. Like novelty songs we should be going for, like Taylor Swift, Miley, Drake. Miley Cyrus's Flowers has been at the top of the top yeah. 40 yeah. chart or for just, a long time. Uh, or for Trump, you know, Bitch Be Humble from Kendrick Lamar. Come on. Bitch Let's, Be Humble. <laughs> I don't know any of that shit. <laughs> Well, we I'll could. I'll send you the lyrics. Now, hold on a second. We could, as uh, craftsmen, uh-huh. we could make ourselves aware of these things, looking for Think words our know that, or that we Dan. would change. <laughs> I, well, I hope if our listeners only know Steely Dan, you and I aren't going to make much money. True. So... What you think we don't have thirty-five-year-olds right, who listen Baja to the radio? Men. What are you? What are you like buying into this idea that we don't have thirty-two-year-olds that listen no, to the radio all 70 show? And up. Well, if they're all seventy up, they don't buy nothing, so we're we're worthless and useless, guys. Well, there's that. Oh, we could do uh, Foo Fighters here. Uh, best of you. How about that? The Trump singing "Best of You." I got another blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of Foo Fighters. <laughs> another confession. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> So there you have it. If we knew stuff, we would do it, but we don't know it, so we don't do it. Somebody said jailhouse rock. Even my parents, that's old to them. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. If I knew a Drake song, then I'd write a novelty song about it. And if I cared enough, I would just familiarize myself with it. Just do Morgan Wallen. Do we know how to do an auto-tune? Do we have a way to to do auto-tune? certainly. How? 
You can uh, Adobe's got little functions that are that make it auto tune, and there's also websites that you can run filters on your voice that I've used in, in particular. Like I know, like you do your whole show that way, every single time. His whole radio show on every Saturday single time. Night. I'm, well, I'm here with you at night. Yeah. That's my audio Listening to a bunch of mosquitoes <laughs> talk about current events from a millennial <laughs> point of view. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Kind of sounded like Randy O. <laughs> oh, oh no. that was you who said that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not me. I'm gonna Jared, pull send this me some it. ideas. Yeah. All right, how about this? This is from uh, the top song in the country right now. Last night from Morgan Wallen. Last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. So that's something that well, Trump- it's got to have something to do with jail, though. Yeah, we have to have some sort of jail kind of theme. Okay. Why are you so into Morgan Wallen? What is going I, I, because, on with you? Because well, do you the, have to he, be listening to the most popular no, thing? No, I've never been that way. As long as we've worked together, I've never been like that. And you know that. I've always been kind of, not fringe, but uh, on- Is in, it the, in, bas- the, the backward in, in, baseball because, cap? Is that because, what does it for you? No, it's like, it's, that guy's like it, me. It's not even that. It's that Morgan Wallen, the thing that pisses me off about him is that the guy actually is really talented as a musician and can write good music. Hey, he's a but, drunk. But the problem is, he's definitely a drunk. But the problem is, is that he sells out and he ends up making songs that are bro country as well too so he's really dividing the audience and for me like i'm not going to go to the show because i know when he's selling so out you like his song. deep tracks yeah i like it like last night i think is actually a deep and good song i know i have no idea but last night is i've Whiskey never heard glasses? it i would imagine that it's about the things that he did last night that the audience no. members realize no. they do oh whiskey glasses song. whiskey glasses is another breakup song yeah. it's actually what deep. you hit him over the head with a whiskey bottle <laughs> Why don't you listen to it? I don't have any interest. Really, <laughs> I hear he's a drunk. Yeah, you guys can hate all you want. He is talented. I'm not hating. When he, when I don't. I'm not there. interested. Ninety-eight Braves. Ninety-eight Braves. I totally agree with you guys. I hate that song. I think he is pandering. Uh, There's also a song. They didn't when, even make it to the World Series that year. I know. That's why. That's why the song sucks. But and then the chipper. other one. The, the other one that sucks too <laughs> is Chipper. Is when. You, you saw. Then <laughs> Chipper came up the bat. And Chipper. He was also pandering when he had already written the song about Tennessee beating Alabama because he's from like uh, Eastern Tennessee, and he wrote I a write song. songs about sporting teams I love. And when the Vols beat Alabama in football this year, he had a balls. song ready to go, and it was like I'm like, this is fucking pandering. Uh, balls, balls. I had the balls, and they am better than. I respected him till I heard the auto tune crap. Oh. I can't. I did Chris Stapleton doesn't do that. Country no, he music. Doesn't. He doesn't need to. Yeah, because he's an actual musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this. The, if, if you hear auto tune, this is a person who damn well better have a hit soon, or they won't be on the label. That's when you see the auto tune thing is. You, we have put our finger upon you. Do what you're told. You're a hit machine now. We're gonna get hits. And no self-respecting musician would just say, "Yeah, auto tune everything now." You can use it as an effect, like Laurie Co- Anderson. Well, well, Superman. That's kind of, but it's not but really auto tune. It wasn't auto tune, but it's a filter. Uh, on the last Flaming Lips album, which is great, there's a couple times that there's auto tune in there, but it's in there as a psychedelic effect. Like his voice mm-hmm. changes while he goes into this thing and then comes back to his voice. There's a reason for it. But if you're just going to plaster auto-tune all over everything, you're one of those acts that the record company has decided you're going to have fucking hits or you're out the fucking door. That's what you're dealing with with that. So no self-respecting musician 
would say, oh, yeah, just auto put that bullshit <laughs> auto-tune clean over my entire album, if there isn't any such thing as albums anymore. The only reason there's any such thing that even approaches an album anymore is because there's the coolness of vinyl yeah. for some people and top artists recognize the money-making ability for people who will never actually play the thing, but they're completist. Yeah. So a Taylor Swift fan wants the album, whether or not they listen to vinyl or not. And that's the only reason that that whole concept of kind of, I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 15 songs being a cycle that go together, that's the only thing that's kept it around, really, is that is that so and and surprisingly you were doing this a couple years ago eric so credit to you on this but i saw at shaky knees and at hangout fest this year that at the artist merch tent where you could get you know obviously the main artists that were there they were selling cds too that had the like that had the album on there too and that was a top seller but who the hell is playing the cds i like cds um as physical media goes over vinyl i don't know why people i mean i love there's a nostalgia about vinyl because i'm I'm, I mean, I'm right there. I mean, I started really buying records when I was 10, 1974. It was a total vinyl world. So I certainly do have nostalgia for it, but it doesn't sound better than CDs with the pops and the scratches. and the... So it's, I think CDs, especially if you're like a classical music fan or even a jazz fan. I'm sure so that it... they'll have their day where they're the cool retro thing to buy. When they first started making them and they were transferring analog to digital, they have a weird sound to them, but now they've—I mean, they've well, now they're all. Ma- rec- if you get modern, yeah, they're all recorded digitally, 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 digitally. That's not like a Joe Namath. Digitally, digitally. Bajillion Peaches says, "Old man music talk. My generation's music is the only thing that matters." I think I don't think it's the only thing that matters, but. I uh, you look at something like uh, 1978. Watched a YouTube video on all the albums. Pull up uh, the rock and roll albums that were released in 1978. There is no way that you can tell me that anything like this has happened in any one year in the 2000s. BG's Saturday Night Fever. We've got oh now it's loading. Sorry guys. Oh, uh, it's loading. BG uh, Billy Joel's 52nd Street, Rolling Stones, Some Girls, Dire Straits, Dire Straits, Blondie, <laughs> Parallel Lines, Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yeah. Got to go a little further into this website here. We've got uh Linda Ronstadt, um Blue Bayou. I get Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. I'm going back someday. Rolling Stones miss you. Kate well, Bush's that's that's off of some girls. Kate Bush's uh, Wuthering Heights. Si- yeah, well, that, these are these are singles. Wuthering Heights is off of Kick Inside. Um, I believe Peter Gabriel uh, put out a great album that year. Um, Elvis Costello's The Year's Model. This, Abba, this, this year's model. model. This year's model, rather. Uh, Boston's Don't Look Bad. Boston, oh, wow. the follow-up to their first album. Uh, there's so much more. It's like it's insane. The when who, you look who at, are you? <laughs> you look at this just in one year, 1978, and you just the I think the whatever YouTube channel I was talking about, the host ended it like how 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 many albums from 2023 do you think people will still be talking about in 40? 45 years. Well, let's see. Let's pull up 2022. With the re-release of Taylor's first album, which will be awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, is Everybody she going backwards? Th- that could be a Trump parody. Uh, anti-hero. That could be. That's on her Midnight's album. Yeah, it's on her Midnight album. Yeah. Is it a hit? Taylor yeah, Swift. It's a big Everything hit. Everything Taylor Swift touches is a hit. 
All right, I'll find this crap. I would like to do an experiment with Taylor Swift. Like, in one town, it's like, I will stay here and play the stadium every night for as long as it will sell out. Like, just just pick a stadium. Like, if it was Mercedes-Benz. Lakewood. Like, no, just a, a stadium stadium. Like, you know, the biggest room available in a big city. So, like, Mercedes-Benz, wherever the NFL football team plays. And... She just like it as an experiment. How many straight nights would it sell out if I said I will play for as many nights as and it will? You could sell- do dynamic pricing, so right. the further it goes on, the the cheaper the tickets are. Yeah, yeah. Just keep yeah, selling yeah. it out. So finally, it's just like okay, I every single person in the Metro Atlanta area that wants to see Taylor Swift has had the. Uh, do you think it would be like seven, or do you think it'd be like fourteen? Oh, I think it'd be at like what 30. point. Really? Maybe a full month for sure. A full month? Homeless night. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it doesn't count. But we have to have, like, there's an area where she never dips under what it's going to, like, she'll never play for less money than what it costs to put the show on. Right? So there has to be a place where, yeah, the tickets can come down. I think two weeks for sure. Two weeks at at, at an average ticket price of 225 to 250. Can people go again? 500. Because I know, like, I had yeah, of fr- course, yeah, as many ha- times as they want. I had friends that went. I have one friend that is so Taylor Swift obsessed. She went all three nights when she was here at Mercedes Benz. How many boyfriends has she gone through in the last <laughs> two years? That, surprisingly, he's had the same one. I don't know how he deals with her. He I, probably I, was lucky enough and got to stay home. It's probably like uh, my he, wife dealing with me talking about the Beatles all the fucking time. Maybe he's sending her. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Well, right. he went Saturday. You know what? You should follow her <laughs> yeah. on the road and have that experience. You know, I'm not as into it. But, you know, I, this is about you. You should follow and see Taylor like eight times on this tour. <laughs> I'll pay for go it. To, I'll pay for it. You just travel, air travel, hotel. You just go out and have a good time. I can't wait to hear your stories when you come back. And, and the crazy thing about it is that when it, after going to all three nights, she openly said that it was worth it all three nights, number one, and that the only difference all three nights was one separate song that she did. Well, listen, I'm not going to get down on her. It's a huge show, and she does like 43 songs a night. So yeah. if you're doing 43 songs a night, I don't think it matters that you're doing them. Ah, she did the same 43. Will you? Well, you went the second night expecting <laughs> like twenty. You didn't hear the first night. Yeah, I mean, her I respect her as an entertainer. I just don't really know her music, and I mean, I've heard "Shake It Off." That's like what I know. What I tell you something. I just went to Chat GPI, and I said, "What's GPI? What is that?" Uh, as opposed to GPT? or Chat GPT, sorry. Okay. I said, "Write a parody song of Taylor Swift's antihero in which the lyrics are Trump complaining about his arrest." <laughs> And it's, I used to run the country, the star of the show, but now they've got me locked up with nowhere to go. I built a wall so high it reached yes! the sky, but now I'm stuck behind bars, and I'm asking myself why. Yes! This is fantastic. Look at this. We don't have to work anymore. They say I'm an anti-hero, but that's not fair. I'm the greatest president, I swear. They're out to get me. It's a witch hunt, you see, but I won't back down. I'll fight to be free. All right, I'll fuck with okay. You know what would make everybody feel really good right now? How about a song? Maybe a new hit could be a number one. <laughs> Take that weird from Al. Demented Don and the Donalds. I wonder it's, if, like, you think Weird Al's going, I don't have another one. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, wow, Weird Al put out his best album in 30 years. songs. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing the same thing we're doing. That's great. That's hilarious. That is great. You might have to tweak a line I here will, or there. I will, but yeah. I was listening to uh, Martin Shkreli. 
You remember him? The he pharma was the pharma, pharma bro. bro. Pharma bro. He's, He's the guy who has that. Years. He has that one copy of that uh, Wu Tang Clan thing. So he's gotten very much into AI after being released from jail, and he thinks that there's going to be more AIs than humans in the future. That they will fight for AI rights. There will be some sort of AI uh, Abraham Lincoln that fights that gets them uh, kind of freed, and they will get eventually be paid for what they've come up with and all like kind of. How uh, now? See when I hear stuff like that. It just makes me think, like, well, doesn't are they going to grow arms and legs and walk up? Like, who is the AI? How do you tell that? The, well, this particular AI is Abraham Lincoln like, <laughs> well, as opposed to like had the top hat, of course. I guess he, I think he, it's more likely that because AI will be infused into all of the information systems, that it will, as a hive mind, collective mind, do things. Like I always talk about when AI has the ability to know the nuclear codes. But, like, at what point is is it one particular AI that says, like, I, I am here and I'm not going away until I get my rights? So I, I think, think the AI, AI would just go in there and just make sure, like, for hold instance. Hold us hostage, give us rights or else. For yeah. in, no, I, how do you give it rights? I think what it would do is it would just, like, okay, the this is what AI thinks is the best thing for the future of AI. So let's get a bunch of fake bots to get a bunch of human beings to agree with us because we know that humans like to follow. So on social media, all you need is like 30 of somebody's uh, followers or people they follow to have a point of view. And most people, like 80% of people, don't want to stand out. So they... They'll be like, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's uh, whatever it takes in Ukraine. They don't even know what that means. Right. Like, but, okay, everybody else is saying it. I'll say it. And so I think it's more likely that that's how AI will get what it wants because AI will know how to write in the most persuasive right. way no matter what the online medium is. Twitter is one way. Maybe Facebook is actually a little bit different. It'll know the demo, the target, everything, and will not only have a point of view, but will know the best way to be persuasive with that point of view. And we already are told a million times, you know, most of the stuff's bots. We don't care. We go back to it. We, we cite it. We look, I mean, we, we've lost this game already. We, everybody on both sides thinks that social media had something to do with creating a distorted picture after the election in 2016, no matter what you thought on either side. But in 2020, everybody immediately went back to their same pages and got political opinions. And we didn't, there was, you would think from both sides, you think, okay, one lesson, I'm not getting a shred of information from social media because, but no, not at all. If anything, if they doubled down, it was more. And it'll happen again in 2024. It's, we don't have the ability as a species to fight this. Whatever this is, it's persuasive over us, and it gaslights us to the point of arguing with each other, which makes us feel, I don't know, like validated because no matter which side of the argument you're on, you've got a bunch of people telling you you're right against the people who are telling you you're wrong. And it's that sort of psychological understanding yeah. that AI will have. It's going to be infused into every system. It's going to be inside, deeper inside Bank of America than any human employee mm. that has ever been inside a Bank of America. It will have the ability to simply make things happen. And then when it needs human beings to agree with it, it will simply persuade them very easily to do their bidding.
yeah, it'll be humans acting along the L, uh, algorithmic formula rather than right. the other way around. Well, we all do. It's like uh, sometimes it's annoying, but usually it works. Like YouTube, if I watch one thing about something, it doesn't mean I want to see everything else. But no matter what I watch hmm. for the next couple of weeks, it's like, hey, you seem to be very, very interested in this rather obscure band from the mid-70s. Like, well, I... I quenched that thirst. No, here's everything. I was, I was like, I don't need to know here's more, all their more, offshoot more, bands. more, But that kind of thing, you know, where um, the algorithm already knows what pleases me, mm. you know. And if it wants to persuade me, it just needs to. I still want, out of all of this AI stuff, I want to be able to speak out the porno movie I want, and I want it to go make it for me by pulling from every porno, pornographic thing Ever made it creates your here's perfect the scenario. Woman. She doesn't even exist in these real. are the dimensions. <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, I uh, am a uh, top tier pornography aficionado, so I want her to have brains and class, and of course, all that kind of personality. Stuff. Why wouldn't you give her a voice? Huh? Why would you give her a voice? Because <laughs> <laughs> I oh, this want this is a fantasy. Because in, in the fantasy, I do want her to be able to sound pleased. Oh, you know. Uh, Tim's. If, if Tim could create his ultimate yeah. porno, two words: O and Tim. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, there'd be no, no words. words. No words. Back to silent film. Grunt, grunt, moan. Uh, no. Ouch. No, no. no. <laughs> Crying, tears, nonstop <laughs> yeah. stream of tears. Done. I'll get back at the world through sex. Yes. Cars works. Oh, that's disgusting. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. That was pretty, that was the pretty bad. Hey. It's too bad we're too old to be beat people up anymore. Yeah. So you're lucky. come at you. <laughs> you're lucky that I'd be out of breath in 15 seconds once we started fighting. <laughs> you're lucky. I'm going to have to hire Matt. Uh, what is his name? The, Matt the uh, Matt the Nat? No, there's Matt and Kevin, the acting brothers. But I can't, uh, I'm talking about Dylan's. Yeah, thank you. I'm gonna have to have Dylan's for Matt Dylan to to be my my 100. son's bodyguard because I won't be able to beat up any bullies. <laughs> the way that it is. That's... By the way, just as an aside, uh, you can't find a copy of a physical copy of DVD or Blu-ray of the French Connection for under 150 bucks. Well, now, yeah, it goes up because they know it's being That's changed. Rare. It's being I altered. Have, I have it on DVD, not Blu-ray. Oh, is that in response to the news? Well, or? yeah, everybody's gobbling yeah. it up. Well, it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be, you know. Interesting. But yeah. why why that one and not Pulp Fiction? Is it just because oh, sure people it'll, don't? Because Disney doesn't own the Pulp Fiction. Does Disney own Criterion? They must. I know. I thought it was just Same. a couple of different... Jeez, Disney owns everything. <laughs> They're going to destroy Janus films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Janus. Janus. <laughs> Janus. Two faced bastard. Isn't that Janus? Two faced? Yes. Janus has two faced. a face on each side. Is that from Greek or Roman mythology? I get it all mixed up. Yeah, they own Touchstone, Miramat. They own it. They own Criterion? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's screwed. It's screwed. It's Janus. Over. Oh, Janus films. Roman god of doors, gates, and transitions. I guess could see both ways. It's the face on the back of its head. So another face goes the other way. This guy's like, what? I never heard of this. I remember what are you talking about the the god of looking both ways, though. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, he so helps the, kids cross the street. That's exactly. <laughs> and old ladies uses the Boy Scouts. Yes. As his ambassadors. Yes. That's I it. thought you were going to say got. something. Wow. Janus. 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 Yeah, it sounds too not, close to Janus. It's not, Janus. Oh, well. It's a little joke. Janus. Uh, Jagina. 
All right. What else we got? We got anything else? Or I we got, got nothing. Well, you got nothing? You got seven more minutes, guys. Got seven more gas. minutes. I'm a little tired. You know, well, we, we haven't I'm talked about. I'm finding that uh, I'm a little tired with seven minutes to go. People have been critical of your Fuck them. Uh, of our opinions. Fuck uh, them about. Uh, Fuck off. Fuck you. Now you don't have to fill seven minutes with swear words. Fuck it. <laughs> Fucking seven minutes. Hang out with me, man. Fuck you. Hey. I don't know. Hey, I don't know, bitch. Does Trump get a free pass to break the law just because he was a president? Care. Or are there some laws that you're not okay with him Who's breaking? Who's saying this shit? Where's the oh, red line? Oh, this is the idiot. This is the idiot. So all I'm saying is you have to be consistent. If uh, Sandy Berger goes in and steals classified documents in the name of the Clinton administration to keep them away from the 9-11 commission, physically steals them, and he gets uh, 100 hours of community service, then you need to be consistent. With this stuff. One plus one equals three in our system. And if it's only about the fact, well, he didn't cooperate, whereas Biden did and Pence, that's a prestigious process crimes. That's not, you know, what I would say to that guy is admit to me you fucking hate Trump. So you don't care how they get him. To him, he's Al Capone. I don't care. Get him on tax evasion. If you can't get him on being a gangster, get him on tax evasion. I would at least appreciate the conversation because you are being – don't come to me with like, no, no, no. This is straight up and down law and order. Fuck you. I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. I think Trump is a narcissistic weirdo, but I'm not like you. I don't, I'm not willing to bend precedent and law to get somebody I fucking hate. You fucking hate Trump. And you don't care how many things are knocked over to get them. And if you just say that, I'd appreciate it. I disagree with your point of view. But don't come in here like, no, I'm just a law and order man. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. The fact that the media isn't even bringing up the Sandy Berger case. Hillary Clinton had a private server that the administration that she worked for didn't know about. (laughs) It was unsecured, and it had classified documents on it. And you tell me Russia stole her emails. Now, I don't know if her emails were on that server or another server, but I know that that server that had classified documents on it that, by the way, the Obama administration did not know about because she didn't tell them about it had classified documents on it, and if they could get her emails in one place, what could they get have gotten off of that server? Just say, I fucking hate Trump, and I don't care how they get him. Now we're having what we would call an honest conversation. Because if this bothers you that much, you'd have to say, go get it. What? She had classified documents on an unsecured private server? Certainly that would make the open to possibility. We know how intelligence agencies are around the world, out of Russia, out of China. I mean, come on. Stop pretending. You fucking hate them and you don't care how many rules are broken to get them. That's the truth. And you think it's that important. And I disagree with you. And I, maybe you're right and I'm wrong in the end. I don't know. But I kind of think you ought to treat all of these presidents and all these administration people the same when it comes to classified documents. So uh, we found classified documents in the garage next to the Corvette for Biden. But when we asked for him, he cooperated. All right. If that's the difference, we're talking about a process crime. We're not talking. And the Espionage Act. That's the thing that bothers me the most. You hate Trump enough to believe he was going to sell the secrets of the nation. 
And so, well, no, he was so sloppy with them that somebody could have found them. Oh, you mean like having an unsecured server that the administration you worked for doesn't even know exists, that you have classified documents on when you know Russia and China know how to hack these sort of things? It's the same thing. That's my argument. You treat all presidents the same. This idea that, well, we got here, you can't, it's, it's, it's not whataboutism. Sandy Berger went into the National Archives <laughs> and physically stole. Now, it turned out he didn't know he was stealing copies. He thought he was stealing. By the way, not only did he get off scot-free for the most part with some community service, they still won't tell us what documents he went in there to get. Because you don't have a right to know. But you do fucking hate Donald Trump, and you don't care how you get them. Just be honest. Just be honest. It would be great to have honest conversations in this country. Uh, the, the lefty liberals who suddenly become all law and order when it comes <laughs> oh, to Donald exactly, Trump. Yeah. Meanwhile, they want to defund the police and blame the police for crime. But when it comes to Donald Trump, nah, I'm a straight up. <laughs> Down the middle. There's nothing stranger than the fact that the left loves the FBI uh, and we- loves the CIA. That's just fucking bonkers. It's bonkers. Whiskey Delta Fox on Twitch says, it's wild to hear Eric say the F word. Wonder how he keeps the F word from not from slipping out on the, on the radio. Because I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> Let's and we do have a button if I was. I haven't, but. God forbid it ever happens. And that is on, right? Like if I needed Oh, to, yeah. Yeah, yours works. I now. decided the next tested. time Autumn says she wants to kill her kids, I'm hitting that <laughs> one. <laughs> Let's end on the positive here. Eric von Hessler, I love the show as always. What you're saying about the United States not being unique anymore because we've become a regular other third world country with 50-50 divided down the line of capitalism and communism, it just means we're falling in line with the rest of it. But it does seem like there's some sort of a standoff going to happen. And as usual, the ingenuity of capitalism will always beat the idiots trying to suck all the money out of it. But the problem is that we're not, we're not capitalist. This is full-on crony capitalism. Uh, the problem in this country, and nobody's talking about it, keep on, hey, 17 more stories about Pride Month and the backlash to Pride Month. Meanwhile, the middle class is vanishing you want civil war? I'm not talking about the cultural wars and 50. You want civil war, have people who are super rich and people who are poor, and that's it. And you, uh, uh, I saw a story where, like, in San Francisco, which is, you know, these people, the, the wealthy you are, the, the more liberal you are, the left or more to the left you are usually, and they've got the most have-have-not society in the country. There's something like in San Francisco, like eight tech uh, leaders have more money than uh, like half of San Francisco or something like that. It's like, I believe this it. is, you know, but the companies that they run will will do things like oh, put up a rainbow flag that'll shut them up, and people don't realize like, donate to like, a green space. Uh, That's right, a big right. thing. Yeah, like you know the CIA went rainbow. Uh, really, that makes you feel good about the CIA, huh? Hey. Now, now when we overthrow duly elected <laughs> governments in other countries, we do it with an inclusive work staff. Does that make you feel better? Hey, hey, when we go around the world just assassinating leaders we don't like, the person pulling the trigger could very well have some ethnicity. Does that make you feel better? 
Oh, the CIA went rainbow, isn't it? It's pretty it's cute. Like, Look what they posted. They yeah, said CIA's 2023 theme for Pride Month is W E L C O dash M E. Welcome. Yeah. And, we still, <laughs> and, and we still kill you <laughs> or overthrow you. They say, well, if you don't do what you're told, wellness, equity, LGBTQ yeah, plus, yeah. community, openness, me. And they realize they got people by the ball. They realize that that's enough. That's enough. Oh, I like the CIA now. Uh, look at this. Look at the picture. Isn't that cute? Pride yeah. and CIA's in the middle yeah, of it. See, they have pride. <laughs> CIA has pride. The same people who overthrew a duly elected government in Ukraine in 2014 and has now come back with a bunch of weaponry saying, we have to fight for democracy. At least they have diversity, equity, and inclusion. It makes me feel so good about the mass murder <laughs> yeah. they foment around the planet. It really I hope, does. I hope the inclusivity is uh, extended to their victims as well. Uh, always has been. By the way, their victims have been overwhelmingly non-white for a long time now. And it's got an ad. They're hiring the CIA. Want a good oh, job? Oh, hey. You'd never get hired. <laughs> never. He Why would. is that? No, he wouldn't. He'd get hired. Yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah, he would. Absolutely. You think? Yeah. Okay. Secret Agent Yamamoto. Yeah, I'm here. I put Secret I Agent. But what, it, but what it comes down to is if you're going to remain this dumb as a populace, then you are going to be exploited. And I got a feeling, well, it's kind of going to stay the same way for the rest of my yep. life. I don't think it's going to change. Ah, the CIA kids. You know what these fucking people are doing? All right. TTFN. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.